So it's going to be a bit of a different show today because I have two guests and uh, <laughs> Joe was working. <clears throat> so and so, let me say this. I, first of all, Evan, sometimes I feel like I call you by your last name by accident. Sometimes I call you by your first name. Everyone so does. I'm just going to call you E.T. from now on. I like it. Okay. And if, if if the debate gets too intense, don't hesitate to phone home. We'll let it go. And then for we also have Dante here. Say what's up, Dante. What's going on, y'all? Uh, so this is our Black History Month episode. <laughs> and and I want to say this, that uh, Chris was supposed to be here, uh-huh. and he had a work thing come up at 11. He was like, can we reschedule at 1? But I already had you guys both locked in. I was like, man, I, I already got those guys locked in. And he was like, he was like, fuck, he's at the optics. going to look real bad. Bro, I would have loved two white guys with shaved heads to be on the Black History But He was like, the optics going to look real bad when the Alabama boy calls out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot that I want to get into. I, uh, what's up with Chris, by the way? I, yeah, yeah. yeah Chris good dude. Um, but I, I want to get into, I want to have a really in-depth conversation regarding the Joe Rogan thing at a certain point. Um, the, the, the goings on, which I'm sure you're aware of. I'm very aware. <clears throat> um, we had a meeting. Oh, there's no doubt. The, <laughs> oh, the, the group chat has been lit. <laughs> Um, with that being said, though, let's first get to what do you think of Kanye West Black Future Month? I'm sorry, what? So Kanye West wants to do away with Black History Month and instead focus on Black Future Month. And his point of view is that all Black History Month, not all, right? Not always, never or never. The majority of Black History Month from his perspective, tends to be this turning over of ideas that are um, an, a, a net negative for for black people to constantly have in their frontal lobe. Mm-hmm. And instead, let's focus on great black people now that are working towards things for the future, That um, which I'm sure he would be at the head of if you were to ask him. Well, He'd be number one on the list. <laughs> but <clears throat> that aside... Uh, to focus on their efforts and the hit in the future of uh, what Black history will be, as opposed to, as opposed to dwelling on the past. This is his point of view. I got a I got a couple thoughts on. Okay, that. let's hear it. Let's My hear first it. being, hold on, <laughs> <laughs> fuck Kanye in a clicky claim. <laughs> no, um, Kanye, I think talks too much, especially recently. He's he's talked a little too much he's I talking like, a lot about kim these days yeah he's, he's off he's black hurt. history month now he's, he's, on, he's on kim <laughs> yeah he was and he wasn't so black for the past few years but we're now uh, my, julia fox yeah that, exactly he's got an mo he does he has a tie he likes thick white girls and i can't say a blame i don't i ain't mad at him <laughs> i ain't mad but no i i understand his idea and i appreciate it mm-hmm. i can understand how good that idea is however mm-hmm. The concept behind black history, as I understand it, is history is fluid and never changing. So when I tell people we are black history, that means it's ongoing. I am mm-hmm. making black history now. As it pertains to my family, I am black history. Mm-hmm. History in the making, you know. Mm-hmm. So, And for us to have um, what do you call progress and whatnot, we have to know where we came from. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to affect the future, I have to look back at the past. Mm-hmm. First of all, to learn from it and not repeat the same mistakes. But also, that's my motivation. I want to make my my family my ancestors and whatnot proud so mm-hmm. black history is 
is past, present, and future, as far as I'm concerned. What, do you feel like, because I'll say this, that, that sounds reasonable to me. sounds like a rational thought. Yeah. But I worked you, on my perfection. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're, like, you're, like, you're like, I'm going to get sharp in this sword. <laughs> I was going to say, don't ask me, because you can't have me follow that up. <laughs> I, I, I was like, fuck, I don't got enough. You, you wore your scarf. I thought you had some professor vibes Yo, coming that in. scarf is hot. No, <laughs> so, grandma got it for Christmas. I was like, you know what? Man, I, I rock this shit everywhere. I was going to be suspect, but man, Dante, that's a nice scarf. Yeah. When I walked out, I didn't want to make it awkward. Yeah, doctor Dante today. I'm going to let grandma know then, because like, when she <laughs> yeah, gave it to me, I was like, what the nice. fuck is this? And I appreciate a good scarf. I, I put it on. I love it. Do you feel like in, in, in terms of looking back at history that it's often it often stops at 1555? No. I, I feel like it does yeah. from from the outside looking in when I when I see black history being talked about whether it be school whether it be um, with people whatever what have you uh, Instagram posts mm-hmm. you know it it seems to start at fifteen fifty five I think we we sometimes stagnate in relation to what we consider history mm. because we feel like history has to mean a time before cameras a time when mm-hmm. things were black and white right because I know when you think about let's say the nineteen hundreds the memory is black and white people walking around like I don't mean just color wise I mean the world was just black, like like an old old movie. <laughs> right, right, right. But I feel like we need to continue to understand that black history, black history is in technicolor. Mm-hmm. And I think, like you said, we do sometimes stagnate on the 1555 and, the, and the, the, the worst aspects of slavery and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. While it's important to recognize it and acknowledge it, mm-hmm. we have to also recognize and acknowledge the progress that was made. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can talk about Ruby Bridges, but let's also talk about... Um, what's this? Let's say Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. What's he? Mm-hmm. What's he done? Let's talk about Kanye West. Let's mm-hmm. talk about uh, Jay Z. Let's talk about the people who are currently making history, and what you know. We can even tie it to the past. Should we free Larry Hoover? <laughs> How long has he been in? A long fucking time. But let at the out, same time, out. yeah, I, I, like, I, I'm, I'm of two minds. Mm-hmm. Like on one hand, like he really couldn't do anything now. Like he's too old. That's kind of my thought process on certain things. And even if we don't let him out, he probably doesn't belong in the same fucking prison that the people that plan 9-11 are in. Um, it's wild, isn't it? But he is also responsible for like the probably the biggest organized gang since the mafia. He started the NYPD? <laughs> I got news for I got news for you. I got news for you. The GD members outweigh the NYPD members. Yeah, so I I understand what and what he did and I mean response. Why. He's, I mean he he did great things for that community as well, right? Dante and I were just talking about this before you arrived. That rarely are any are any people when you get outside of the Stalins and Mao's and, and Hitlers, rarely are any people just even keel evil mm-hmm. do you know what i mean most of it is a shade of gray my dad used to always talk about the pendulum and i've talked about it as well but he used to talk about it mainly in regard to the mopping service but that like the two pen the two balls on the pendulum and then on the outside they make the most noise and they make the most vibrance and they kick up and they make sure that you recognize them but most of the energy is being stored between the middle ones that you don't give a whole bunch of interest mm-hmm. in um and i feel that way about people too often right but like i think that while he did do a lot of great things for the city of Chicago in terms of the communities there, I mean, he's also ultimately responsible for more murders during that era when he was free than one would pop, one would want to mention, yeah. as as well as you know drug trafficking eventually and other things. But like, yeah, you know, it, it's shades of gray. Who are you asking the question to? Is it somebody whose family was a victim of <laughs> right, you know, right, you know, or benefited? Yeah, exactly. Right. Or is it 
us three who've never met him, never have, don't have any attachment to him, like, yeah, it sounds like he's fine. You know, right. stuff like that. And uh, the quote that I like is, you're never as good as they say you are, and you're never as bad as they say you are. Mm. As you said, shades of gray. Mm-hmm. So his situation could be somewhere in the middle where it's like, yeah, he was an asshole back then. <laughs> he, he caused some chaos. Right. He, you know, how much of a threat to society is, is he now? Right. Has he paid his debt to society? Because that's one of those subjective things as well. Of course. Your debt to society. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all made up by, let's say, a judge, a jury, whoever. Right. On some arbitrary means. I feel like you weren't free to express yourself with that no, left you can, hand. Yeah, I'm, I speak with my hands a lot. <laughs> um, so that's like me saying, if Bobby steals a bag of ground coffee, mm-hmm. what what is the time that that is worth out of your life to pay back your debt to society? What yeah. is that? eight ounce bag of work is it worth six months of your life behind bars is it worth two years yeah you know so that is very subjective when it comes to if somebody's paid their debt to society yeah no i agree i agree with that too all right pretty heavy start but that's okay um so that's what she said <laughs> are, you, are you are you heavy on the, on the front end oh yeah I, I, my my st- stamina kind of wavers that's why i'm working out now i told my wife a real heavy finish like <laughs> i'm gonna lay i'll be honest I'm, I'm not a heavy finish guy i wish i was i told you i uh i, I heard that it, it, it celery if you eat a whole bunch of celery that didn't but, but all i did was give me diarrhea like uh but i keep a bag of it hey if i get a second win i'm a good good at like the middle part of the game you know i, I get that second win i'm ready I, I just dump it all at the end just all <laughs> so it's fine. there's no second you backload it so it's, it's, it's like i i can i still like uh, sometimes i'm like man i don't know what's normal right i'm 41 years old um do you know how many orgasms i can't say sex because not all of them are sex but how many orgasms i have shared with my wife in the past 12 hours shared as in i have had as a result of interactions with her in some level or degree i don't know how i would know that but four really four in in the past 12 hours in the past 12 hours four good for you yeah yeah i still I, you know what yeah right i still <laughs> oh <laughs> i still got it um now i'm not saying that it's all quality no for for her hey hey but we ain't all batting a thousand yeah and you know, like sometimes it's about you if, yeah, you know what right. dude i like this is this is my truth um so uh et i would usually i let the person who gets coffee first uh go second on nerd weeks but you were so fucking late yes that you're gonna go that you're that you're gonna go you're you're gonna pay back your debt to society with your lateness by going second on nerd weeks uh cp time in full effect baby (laughs) fucked up because i showed up 10 minutes early yeah yeah, 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 i showed up up early because i was like i don't want to hear shit the white man was exactly punctual on time at uh, i was about to say you're the the ben carson to my malcolm x right now let's bring that down a little bit dante how is your how has it been since the last time you've been here it's been a while Um, what was it my birthday yeah 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 you couldn't make it i couldn't your schedule's trash you need to switch mopping oh you need to switch mopping schedule (laughs) you don't belong there they need me maybe i'm hey look i'm not the i'm not the leader they need i'm the leader they deserve come home come home <laughs> that was very kanye of you come home we got we got a we got we got a few we trade <laughs> um one on mine right now <laughs> <laughs> all right um <clears throat> no everything's been honky dory or busy yeah no i'm just, I'm just gonna adjust I'm that a little bit 
All right. Uh, yeah, everything's been busy. You know, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, podding. Heavy podding. Just You're the pod machine. You're the pod father. I, yeah, I do it because, honestly, I need hobbies. Like, I have hobbies, mm-hmm. but it's like, if I don't have something to do, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm wasting. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, podcasts, Off the Mats, Clompton, So You Like Horror. That's all I've been doing. Watching tons of horror movies. For the So You Can Like Horror show. <laughs> yeah. But that and uh, no Marvel Legends right now. No. It's kind of quiet right now. The uh, X-Men wave goes up today. The oh. 8th. Uh, yeah, the 8th. It goes up today with one with Siren in it. Oh. Yeah, so I'm, uh-huh. I'm getting the Siren. And the, and, the, and the Wolverine suit that I actually do enjoy is a blue and yellow one. Yeah. But it's like more 50-50 hmm. than like majority yellow. I, it's like blue is like cut down the sides and it's just yellow in the center. Really? Uh, yeah, he wore it when he was in Avengers, I think. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm quite fond of it. <clears throat> so I, I might get that. I have to look at I, I'm going to get the wave regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to take a look at it again. Because I think when I saw it initially, I was like, eh, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know if I'm getting the wave either. But because uh, the build a figure ain't shit either, I don't think. Yeah. But so, I have to look at it. Whatever. But yeah, uh, it's pretty much been it. Just horror movies upon horror movies and you know guests rescheduling for off the mats got uh isn't that a bitch logistics yeah pain in the ass dude I, like uh if, if like if 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 your if your castmates could, sh- could show up when they're supposed to and then your guests could show up on time yeah, just perfect, regu- regular 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 shit you know what i mean the words cardi b perfect <laughs> nothing's perfect, in this <laughs> <laughs> nothing's perfect. Um, not doing black history month <laughs> we'll get uh, to Joe Rogan later yeah um, we are we are so I had uh, t- I watched uh, the Bill Cosby documentary I love to hear it I had so, did you fall asleep doing it no I <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good oh wait wait oh fuck it's so good <laughs> Uh, wow. Um, Sorry. No, it, it, it was well done. Um, you know, we know obviously everything is going on with Bill Cosby. And when there's a documentary, you're expecting it to be just that's all they're going to talk about. That's all they're going to talk about. Right, right. But this- well, I asked you the moment you told me, I was like, is it just a smear? Because I mean, mm-hmm. I get that he deserves. It, once again, to pay his penance. But once again, the dude hasn't, isn't that, even though he has done some monstrous things, he's it's he's not all bad. He's done some great things as well. I and mean, it's because of him that Hollywood got black 100%. 100%. Um, you know, that, I forgot about I Spy. He, he I was, remember that. Dude, yeah. to this, that growing up with the family that I had, the Huxtables to me was success. Mm-hmm. Like go. that's what a, a family was supposed to be like. They they loved each other. They were they were fun and, yep. and caring with one another. They taught lessons to one another. Both parents were in the home. You know, like just shit that I, I love it. That, yeah. I, that I both parents were in Evans' home as well on good times. So <laughs> but, and, but, this is true. Yeah, like that, both that, parents that, were in Evans' home. Yeah, that, that was more related. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is not true. <laughs> is it not? Um, I thought no, you halfway, halfway. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. My well, father traveled, but he was still around. Oh, Rolling yeah. Stone. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got some brothers and sisters out there. Franchises. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> franchises. I love it. I'm gonna start using that. <laughs> my father was a franchise player. Yeah, because of my. I mean, you know, like my household was so 
different than that. My mother hated my father. My father hated my mother. I had a whole bunch of stepbrothers. They didn't want to talk to this one and that mm-hmm. one. I had half brothers and half sisters, but my father didn't really fuck with them. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was all like it was shitty. You know, yeah. and then like when I turned on the Cosby Show, I mean, that motherfucker was dancing at the very beginning of it. Yeah. I was like, it's gonna be a good time. Love that. You know, no pun intended, right? It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Yeah, these bars. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Growing up, I did not like it. Mm. Really? Because it's that it wasn't familiar. It wasn't. It didn't represent you, right? Okay. Like again, watching Good Times, all that strife, all that chaos, but the good that came out of that mm-hmm. though too, making them stronger. That's that's familiar to me keeping your head above water temporary layoff i got you <laughs> how do you feel about uh, the child line <laughs> how do you feel about penny having a tit, whole tit on tv at the super bowl in 2004 i mean i, I got over it <laughs> <laughs> got over it. like i thought about i was like damn she got burned by the iron <laughs> she came a long way mama, though no. <laughs> mama no uh but no the whole um bill it's called uh, we need to talk about bill cosby hmm. and you know, again, they go over a lot of the good that he did. And and the way that they kind of present it, too, they really, really, you know, built this up. Like, they're talking very highly of him. And then they'll pepper in, you know. But then, keep in <clears> mind, <throat> you know, around this time, you know, the first allegation seemingly came up. Like right. In, in the 60s. And then, you know, they go through some more of, like, the good. It's almost kind of like there's this uh, incline. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a certain point and things got weird, mm. like when Eddie Murphy, Richard probably like stand up comedy went a little bit more raunchier. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it was almost kind of like Bill wasn't falling out of the uh the spotlight. It was more that okay, this But this- he definitely I mean, you know, I mean Murphy did a whole bit yeah. on Bill Cosby yeah. mm-hmm. hating on him. Yep. You know, yeah. like Said you want to come to the show. I said, what show? <laughs> but you can't go because you're saying some stuff. I said, well, what stuff? You said it's just some things. Well, what things? So you said you said the filth, flare, and filth. <laughs> Bill, I never said filth, flare, and filth. Fuck you. I'm offended you called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, you call Richard Fryer and he was like, he's like, this motherfucker don't want me to do the show. Don't want me to curse. He's like, Eddie, are you getting paid? Are you having fun? Tell that motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Have a coke and a smile. And tell him, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine getting back on the phone with Bill Cosby? Like, hey, Bill Cosby, I need you to go ahead and suck Richard Pryor's thing. Um, but, you know, even off of that, though, that's kind of where the Cosby show kind of, like, because he, you know, he retaliated. He came out, did a stand-up, and off that stand-up, kind of towards the end of it, he's talking about family and, and building, like, the story, right. which eventually became the premise for the Cosby show. Mm. Um, you know, and, you know, and then now we're back on a we're on a high note, the My highest of notes. Camille. But then they start pointing out weird stuff with the Cosby Show. Like, I mean, like when they're asking, like, do you know, remember what kind of doctor he was? I thought everyone would remember that he was a vagina doctor. <clears throat> um, oh, see, I don't even. Damn, really? that's right. Yeah, yeah that's, that was uh, uh, OBGYN. I gotta always say it slow because I fuck up letters. Yeah, <laughs> but and then they're like, oh, his office was where in the basement in his home huh. I was like holy shit like <laughs> what the fuck like Damn. You know, but you know it's because when you look back then watch it, it doesn't seem weird because you're just like oh you know this wholesome show this wholesome family but then when you start looking back at it in retrospect you know they're pointing those things out right and then you know they're just going through that and then the after the show ended you know it was not really a decline it was kind of like an even kill he had a couple other shows and then from that point, you know, after his uh, son was murdered, 
it, it's it's like the wheels came off right like he's attacking black america saying you know it, you know it's your fault that you're not you know getting out of you know you know getting out of a bad spot he was kanye before kanye <clears throat> yeah i mean yeah. and it was other, i mean you know jordan has fallen into that yeah. bit you know like mm-hmm. that whole yeah it didn't you know they they uh was mitt romney like referenced him at you know one of the, the republican debates He's like, I'm glad Bill Cosby, you know, said what needed to be said. And it's like, <laughs> like you motherfuckers, <laughs> weaponizing us against each other, bitch. Um, but you know, and you know, they and it kind of steers back now mm. into okay. Now, when you start looking at him chastising people, it was like you have no room to fucking talk. Mm. And you know, they brought up how Hannibal Burris wasn't trying to take him out. It's just Hannibal Burris is being a comedian, <clears throat> right? Just talking shit, and then from there, you know, that's where it all came to light, huh? It, and it, I'm not even sure if I realized that. Yeah. So, speaking of Joe Rogan, that like it, he went on Joe Rogan and kind of talked about that, and it, it was one of those like, again, it was wasn't intended, right? You know, he he was like getting just a booed. domino effect, and he was like, "Why y'all booing me? Bill Cosby out there raping women." And he was like, no, really, go look up Bill Cosby rape. It gets more hits than Hannibal Burris. Like, wow. Go check it out. And there it went. Well, I'll tell you, like, uh, uh, so here's something like, like, so I know, like, I hate, I hate, I hate to hear it. You know, I hate to hear it because I, I love fucking Bill Cosby, yeah. you know, yeah. and I grew up loving the Huxtables and I, you know, I watched Ghost Dad in the fucking theater, I think. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you were the one. <laughs> um, you know, I hate to hear it, but like, I know that that shit is wrong, right? Like, I I denounce it before all women of the universe and on Twitter. I denounce it. But I also really enjoyed the dance he did when he got out of prison. Yeah, that was... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, does that make me yeah. bad person? Like, you know, that's how I feel. Like, I'm like, fuck, like, I could watch that shit. It puts a smile on my face, even though I know it's awful. You know, but it's like, when he was, he's... Yeah. <laughs> So one of the things that kind of happened in the documentary too, just real time, it, it just worked out as they're rapping. Mm-hmm. They get a text. Oh shit! Breaking news: Bill Cosby's been let out on a technicality. Yeah. So they went like, sit back down, sit back down. We got, we got, we got to talk more. And a lot of the victims who did come forward and speak on it, they were upset. They're crying. And, of course. You know, I, I turned to Sarah and. You know, I paused. I was like, hold on. Okay. I, I understand. You know, this dude should be punished right. for his crimes. He's a fucking monster. He should be beaten. <laughs> he should be flogged. He does not deserve to live with normal men. <laughs> but one of the things that I was thinking about with this, though, is it about him, you know, being locked up and punished? Or is it about this information coming to light? Right. And now we are aware of this. Right. Because... Even when the Cosby show was going on, you know, a few of these victims, you know, as they're talking about it, they're like, look, you know, they're talking to like their spouses or friends like he's not as squeaky clean as you think. You see the show and he he looks right. great. But let me tell you, well, there's I, some shit to this. I, I would like I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, cause I, I have three daughters. Right. Like, if obviously, if I found out that one of one of them had been drugged and, and you know, and had their way with, I would certainly feel a way about seeing him dance on camera for being let out on jail but it wasn't my daughter's and i know that sounds awful but like 
I, I don't know what it is that's, but like, it's fucking hysterical to me. Not the act. I get what you're saying. It's just like the history of it all and who he is. And like, it's something like, I, I don't, I can't, I can't justify it in my mind as to why I find it so funny. Like, I wish I didn't. Yeah. I, but I really, really do. So, I mean, the thing is, though, too, like, shit that's funny is, is in a vacuum. It's isolated. Yeah. If it's funny, it's funny. Yep. See, yep. I, I agree. I agree, but I feel like that's harder. The, uh, it's, it's harder it, these so days. So, it's hard. It's, well, yeah. They, like, these days, if, you know, they see you laughing at that, it's like, why are you laughing? It's like, because yeah. that shit is funny. Right. Did you see what he just fucking did? And that's this shit funny. is also equally wrong. But he's a but fucking monster. But that's also funny. Two but, things can yeah. be true at the same time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, and kind of the last note on it. I'm going to watch that shit, though. Yeah. What is it on? For sure. Uh, Showtime. 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 Gotcha. Um, like, I just canceled it, so... Like my subscription was about to end. I was like, no, I got to get to this. And of course, then they got previews for others. I'm like, fuck, I got to resubscribe because I want to watch that shit too. But one thing that- Showtime and HBO, man. That's the shit. You know, I said to Sarah as we're sitting there watching it because it debuted on January 30th on that Sunday. And I was like, I feel like the timing is kind of piss poor. And she was like, well, I was like, come on. Right. Bill Cosby, I'm pretty sure you're aware he's black. Right. In mm-hmm. February, like a couple of days away coming up. Yep. And I was like, you can't do it in March. Oh, that's till March. Like, oh, that's women's history. Yeah. Damn. I was like, <laughs> I was like you, you got to skip March so we can go with April. <laughs> like, oh, like, no one has April, right? God. Um, I'm sure someone has April. <laughs> It's a nice month. He wouldn't take claim. It's going to be exactly. sexual assault awareness and, month or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you can't do it then. I mean, and, and not for nothing. Who the fuck negotiated, like, for Black History Month to be in February? Like, oh, the, I'm like, sure they, Evan has a theory. Like, because I, I was thinking about that. I was like, I'm going to ask Evan because he, he may know this. I was going to Google it and I was like, no, because I, I don't think they would put the details into the negotiation room as to how this worked Ends out. Ends up being like the guy with the whitest name. It was Kevin Brian Jonathan Smith <laughs> <Right>. the third. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, you can have February. This only got 20 days. Whoa, 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 whoa. Every four years it gets 29. You get an extra. Yeah. Like, just the the word that. is thank you. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and it has the, the day of love in it as well. That is so, true. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of course. They, uh, never mind. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that, that was kind of the big you know thing during my time away is podcasting about, uh, and Bill Cosby. Yeah, that's fair. Nice. <clears throat> uh, E.T., phone home. Man. What do you got? <sighs> Nothing that heavy. Uh, no. <laughs> That's oh, good, you though. open heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're true. getting back to we're getting back to heavy here pretty soon. I, like I got a couple it. jokes to make, but then we're gonna get back pretty soon. It's all good. <laughs> I ain't been up to much. Um let's see. I got a couple figures. Since the last time I talked to you, I guess I got a couple hot toys. Mm-hmm. Uh some for Christmas, just some for myself. I got the Miles Morales, the Spider Gwen. You've been on I Spider have, Kick. Spider Kick. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm looking Somebody say he might be bitten by the spider bug, you know, I, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I find I find the different designs of the Spider family more interesting than the Iron Man family, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I think I'm gonna bolster it with like because I've already got both Iron Spiders, I got the MCU, so I'm doing a whole Spider Man uh, thing. You know, sometimes I get frustrated with like Transformer fans when I talk to them. And they're like, "Well, I don't really do anything outside of Transformers." I'm like, "Okay, well that's that's boring, mm-hmm. but okay." And they're like, "Well, except Iron Man." And I'm like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and let me guess, Metalhead's your favorite turtle. <laughs> Like, because I'm noticing a trend. You're yeah. really into three PO and R two too. You right. fucking doof. 
Just say you like robots. <laughs> if you say you like robots, I, fine. And I'm just kidding, right? Makes sense. Yeah, it, it's fine. But yeah. That's my thing is uh, I just ordered Endgame Thanos and Loki and a Loki. I can't you know, Endgame Thanos is uh, one of two hot toys I've ever canceled. Really? Yep. I canceled Endgame Thanos because I saw the movie and I hated him. And I canceled Hot Toys Baby Yoda because I got the Sideshow one and I was like, do I really need it to move? No, nah, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I, I just like the armor that he has on. I do too. So, I love the, yeah. I prefer the look. Yep. I prefer the look 100,000%. I just, the character is just so fucking dull to me. It's kind it, of one dimensional. Yes, in, exactly. In, in yeah. comparison to this like mastery, like yep. Marvel can't create a villain for fucking 10 years. They fucking stumble across this one by completely reinventing him, make him arguably the most interesting villain of, the, of this hell, millennium yeah. so far. And then they kill him in the first five minutes of the next movie and, and give you his another bullshit villain to deal yeah. with. It irritates the piss out well, And even the one that they but killed. But his look is awesome. Yeah. The, the, even like the one that they killed at the beginning was still like very intriguing. Fuck yeah. yes, like, dude. I, I want to yep. know. Like this yes. dude is at peace. The more philosophical yes. version yes. as opposed to the warmonger version. Yeah. So. That's, that, that's just, he's the war, he is the, the finger steepled yeah. in the dark room twisting his mustache. Like he just wants to do bad things that's it yeah exactly i'm gonna just kill you for the sake of killing yeah i wonder though if because they filmed those two movies like back to back like together i wonder if at that point they were just when they did endgame all right you know we're, we're tired we need to get this shit done because endgame I, was really sloppy i i think so too but i also think that it was a matter of like I, I think they had certain things in mind. Everybody coming through the little warp circles, mm-hmm. the doctor, I think they were like, look, that's going to be a thing. Yep. Uh, Captain America picking up the hammer, mm-hmm. that's going to be a thing. I think they had certain things they knew that they wanted to do, and they painted the picture around Build it. Build the movie I, around it. Yeah, yes. I, and, I, and I also think that like after they wrote Infinity War and knew what it was, that they had to figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not sure if they had the smartest people in the room to figure out that problem. Yeah. I, I don't think they did a terrible mm-hmm. job of figuring out that problem, but I think that there's a smarter person out there. Not this guy, not me, but someone else. Yeah, I get what you're saying. That it, could have done it better. And you figure it was their whole intention <clears throat> was to book in this phase. Correct. Marvel phase, was it one, two? What, they had to book Three, in this. The third, third one. Yeah. So they had to get tie everything up. Whether it's sloppy or not, all right, we're done with it. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, I think, I mean, you know, hindsight, you know, at this yeah. point, it's like with the Disney Plus shows and what they're doing now, if they would have left those characters out up until Doctor Strange, because mm-hmm. now we're bringing them back in. in well, a, and there's still these, a lot of these shows and stuff are still fixing things yeah, from that. Absolutely. To, because, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and I think there are people that would argue like, oh, that's probably the plan all along. I'm like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think that this is like, oh, fuck, at least we can still fix these things. It's like the beauty of Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Clone Wars came out fucking however many years after the the prequel trilogy and then they were like you know we could probably make this whole thing seem a bit more interesting if we just write a six season show that explains yeah. some of the motivations of make these characters that we kind of skipped over yeah. you know and now when you, when i watch you know when i watch anakin in episode three i have a very different view feel and view yeah. of him because of six seasons of clone wars well, you can do a lot more character development and explanation in a, a series as opposed to a two-hour movie yeah absolutely i think that's what it boils down to yeah i agree so, but continue. Yeah, so a couple hot toys. I bought a Switch, the the OLED one. 
Okay. Because I got my kids a Switch. I, I can't remember what I got it for them, but sometime last year. Mm. <clears throat> I have one, but I've never used it. Yeah. Well, I started playing with theirs. So I was like, man, I'm going to have to get my own. <laughs> so I went and got my own. Of course, I got the, the updated one mm. and oh, put yeah. it in the base. I mean, yeah, you, you got to spoil yourself first. Like, you know, treat yourself. It's a trash. Yo, I've charged mine like three times. I've never turned it on. Really? Because like, I'm like, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to charge it. Yep. And then I'm going to play it. And I'm then I charge it. And by the time I've charged it, I'm on to something else. And then and I forget it's, about it. It's a shame it. because I have to find the right game. So I right. end up yeah. playing games with my phone when my my switch sitting right there. So I have right. to find the right game to play. But I love it. It's it's fine. Um, but got that and what else? Just bought a truck. That was good. Oh, did you? Yeah. And that was so when I told you I had a delay, my kids. I just got on Saturday, so my kids was like, "We want to ride to school in your truck." So I that was the request to take them to school. That, of course. So I just got the terrible text. I hate to interrupt. Go ahead. So I don't. You probably noticed. Kind of you both are not saying anything about it, but like my house is in shambles right now. Um, part of that is because my, uh, dryer took a shit, I think either my washer or my dryer. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'm a, I don't do laundry. I got you. Um, <laughs> good for you. Yeah. Um, one of them took a shit. So my wife just bought a new set. Okay. Uh, cause she couldn't handle the idea of them not matching. And See, I was going to offer to give you mine cause we were going to get a new set. Oh really? Yeah. So anyway, we tore out the whole, all the shit in there, like, uh, all the, bill- we had billies in there and stuff. Like, we put new furniture, like, we're gonna, we painted it, like, we did all this shit in the laundry room. Okay, is that the room off the kitchen, <clears throat> off the dining room? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, off, yeah, <clears throat> off the kitchen dining area. And, um, just redid it all. Everything is out, like, all the coats and shit that were in there all out, thrown on the floor and everything else. And the washer and dryer is supposed to arrive today, and they just canceled. So now we have all this, like, this huge fucking mess. Like, so they cancel. How, yeah. Like, how do you, yeah, I don't know. Happen, right? I don't know. It's a yeah. weird thing. I hate I'm, when I pay for a service and somebody, I've been waiting on a couch since October. Eesh. So, yeah, I know, I know the pain. So that's when I go over to that location. Like, okay, here's what we're doing. <laughs> You're either going to give me that couch there that I ordered. Or I'm going to stump a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. I, I'm going <laughs> to move some furniture in a different way in a second. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, nah, um, so yeah, I bought the truck and I've been needed to pick up for a minute. Mm-hmm. And it was just a matter of, it's funny because I know selling cars is, <clears throat> is a job. It's an art. They teach you these. Old oh, my tactics. God. Me personally, whether I'm going to the grocery store, the Target, or to go buy a vehicle or a couch, I know what I want. Mm-hmm. cash in hand hey this is what I want give me a good for my money right Right. so I always walk into dealerships like look I don't want the bullshit I was like if I'm gonna have to go back and forth between you and your manager just all three of y'all just sit here now and we'll talk about it but I'm not gonna sit here I was like here's what I want here's what I'm going to pay here's what I'm going to have my monthly pay. give me your best price now and we can stop wasting each other's time mm-hmm. this is what I say when I go into the dealership mm-hmm. I don't know what gets lost in translation where they feel like they still have to go through the bullshit of mm-hmm. trying to sell me a vehicle and then go to your manager, come back with this price, go back. Go. Give me what you're going to give me when I'm about to walk out the door. Mm-hmm. I, I make it clear. That's why I fuck with CarMax, man. But I, they didn't have what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I called them. I did call. I do fuck with them though. Cause yeah. you just walk in, you tell and them what you want. That's all I wanted. And so <clears throat> no hassle, just the, 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 the price is the price. The price yeah. is the price. And I, and you know, with dealerships, it's negotiable. Oh my God. Right. So I'm like, just give me your best price. Yep. Don't give me the bullshit. You know, um, I feel like you always leave a dealership feeling like you got fucked somehow. Yeah. No, I fucked them. <laughs> <laughs> no, good. I definitely did the fucking on this one. Well, good. But it's like, 
it shouldn't take me two and a half, three hours to fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just give it up easy you know, right away. <laughs> if you got a good shot, you said you're, you're heavy on the front end. I'm heavy on the front end. And I don't <laughs> so like it might take time. three hours. It might it take might. three hours. But it was so funny because the guy, hey, you want to test drive it? Dude, I've test driven this truck three times this week. I know what I'm getting. Right. I know what I want. Well, we should just go. I was like, I bet. I got you by yourself. And I told him, I was like, look, here, I know your tactic. <laughs> Keep me in, in the in the waiting room, the showroom for two hours. Wear me down. By, by the time I'm hungry and tired, I'll sign anything. I get it. I know your job. Trust me when I say this. You're going to get paid. I'm going to buy a truck. I just don't want to wait through two hours of bullshit to do it. Right. And I'm telling him while we're driving. I was like, so look, when we get back, if you need me to tell your manager, I will tell him the exact same thing, but give me your best price and everything. So he gave me, give me a quote. I was like, I know my vehicle's worth my trade-in. Give me a good trade-in. Nice. I'm looking at the quote. I was like, all right, what did I just tell you? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hate to talk to people like they're stupid, but don't right. act stupid. I won't treat you stupid. Right. I was like, see this? I don't need the Jones experience for $1,000 on here. Take that shit off. See this? Take that shit off. I was like, do you have any discounts or sales that you can offer me at this time? Uh, well, we got this. I was like, why didn't you lead with this? When I say give me your best price yeah, right away, I was like, this is the shit I'm talking. You know, And I, I was like, look, I just got off work. Yeah. I'm tired. I was like, I came here to buy trucks. So all this, stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff. End up, you know, talking them down on some stuff. Bought the truck. Fine. I got to go back out there today to pick up the owner's manual because I'm not paying this money for a car without an owner's manual. <laughs> that happened to yeah. me at CarMax. I, yeah. they, they, they went into another. You better find one. <laughs> they went into another <laughs> car, linked it out, and was like, here you go. I was like, thanks. Yeah, it, it was the wrong one. Yeah, but. No, I'm, they going to they give me the right one. I, like, hey, I well, pay for everything. I got like, what was it? This was like, I got an 04 Saturn back then, <laughs> and they gave me an 05 manual. I was like, I don't okay. have power windows. <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, this, okay, fine, fine, fine. Just like, I gotta go. And I'll tell you, the owner's manual is the equivalent. The owner's manual on a car is the equivalent of getting the CD and the booklet inside. Yep. That's it. For me, that's what it I'm, is. I'm, I hear you on that. I like to read through that shit and me know too, what man. the lyrics are, so to speak. And they should still be, in my opinion, on all streaming services. Yeah. Like, it's a fucking shame. So, yeah. on, well, not the booklets, but on i know like i, I do amazon music right I, I can get the lyrics at least see i want to know the notes but yeah the, like, i want to know who produced so it i want to know who wrote it i want to know where the samples from i want yeah i want i want to know because it, it sucks like can you imagine like you go to music school like you go to sound engineering school mm. and, and then you finally land your first gig and you mix a record and it's really well received just by chance and no one knows who the fuck you are because they can't fucking find your name. Kind of like you're on a Kanye West album and he just says, buy Kanye West. <laughs> <Yeah>. Almost <laughs> like that, huh? Could be. Could like, be. On Amazon, they do have notes, but it's like, the, did you know? Mm-hmm. Notes. It's not like, you know, you open up the CD booklet, you, you can get... Like, who did this? Who did that? Because there was a time when you bought the music digitally. It came with the digital book. Mm-hmm. Did you, yeah. You I know? love that. I love that. <clears throat> yeah, me too. What, so. what, what does that cost? Like, it can't be that much. Like, no. fucking put the... And you get a cassette or a CD, and they have all this stuff in there. It's, it's cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So. It's part of the experience. It is. You know, I, like, I would listen to music and look at the art and look yep. at the pictures and look at, you know, like, it, it's just, it forms the whole picture. And I'm a sucker for manuals. I, I have literally <laughs> yep. a folder full of every manual, <laughs> yep. but every appliance and purchase <laughs> in my house, manuals and receipts. Anything that comes with a manual, it goes and, in the yep, file. And my wife's uh, like, hey, basement. how do you turn, how do you reset the coffee maker? Oh, wait, here's a manual. Oh, let me get the Bluetooth speaker <laughs> out. <laughs> and I get the manual for the Bluetooth speaker so we can. So I, I love manuals, but wow, I, that's. I will <laughs> so organized, to, dude. Um, 
when, when you're uh, going to buy the car and you you know with all the bullshit that they're doing, I know at my job they want us to do a lot of bullshit too. I don't. <laughs> if you come in, you say, "Hey, I want to rent this." First off, I'm going to lead with the internet price because it's the cheapest thing I can get yep. you. Unless you say, "Hey, I'm only going to be sticking around for like a month." Oh, hold on, I got a I got a first month free for you. Yeah, like, like let me. They, they it is really funny because some people take and, and car dealership is a little different because you're working on commission mm-hmm. where I'm working. It's not commission. It's just they're like, well, you got to get this, 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 and that. And I'm like, look, I'm gonna treat you like I want to be treated. If I come in here, I want to get the fuck out of here as quick as possible. And I tell people, look, I'm gonna get you out of here in about five, maybe ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. and I'm I'm gonna I'm email you the lease. You you can walk out the yep. door and sign that shit like tonight at dinner. Yep. Just leave me the fuck alone. Don't waste my time. I'm not gonna waste yours. Yep. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've told people like I'm not helping. I can't you handle you're it, at me. I'm helping you because I want you to go. Yeah, I've said that. <laughs> Twice. I can't handle it, man. I can't handle. I can't handle the bullshit, and I can't handle feeling like I get fucked. I, I don't think. I, I mean, I applaud your efforts, of course, but I don't think I've ever walked out of a dealership and not second guess myself. Like, did they fuck me a little bit there? I feel like they might have fucked me a little bit there. Yeah, the, the helpful thing is, in the middle of negotiations, I, I walked out after he gave me a quote. I called my wife, and we talked about it on the phone for forty five <clears> minutes. Called you know bank just to see about loans and stuff like that. But talked to her and. You know that that's like your your north star right there. She'll tell you straight up, like, "Hey, this sounds good. This sounds good." Or you're getting fucked, right? And I think that helps because when you walk out, you take the power away from them, right? You're like, "Shit," you know. Um, and that's what happens. I walked out of one dealership the other day. He ended up calling me yesterday, and I told him, "I was like, nah, man, I actually bought something else. I, you know, I bought the same truck from somewhere else, and I got a better deal." He's like, "Well, what'd you get?" I was like, "I listen." I was like, "Hey, I knew you weren't fitting to knock off uh, three or four thousand dollars for me, so." It is what it is. Right. So. Yeah. But other than that, I. Nothing. Catching up on media and stuff like that, you know. Anything of note? Oh, shit. Probably not. Probably, but I can't remember. I know I'm, we're trying to uh, catch the second season of Raising Dion. We've been, my wife and I watch Power quite a bit. And, you know, that's our, that's our shit. It's our guilty pleasure. Um, yeah. So I don't watch Power because I don't have stars. It's on stars, right? Yes. I so, accidentally have stars. So I don't have stars, but I hear. So I listen to a podcast that talks about power a yeah. lot, and I hear like the ebbs and flows of mm-hmm. it. Like when I, so I know when it's good and I know when it's not great. Yeah. So I, it, I, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. But other than that, it's I want to watch the BMF thing. That is, that's good. I watched that. Yeah, yes. I want to watch that because okay. I remember that era for sure. You should definitely check it out. Man. Yeah, I, I will give you my login. Yeah, I want to. I want to watch that. Um, do they address the Jeezy shit and all that in BMF? Like, I don't think so. Because you know he was basically the the front man. They didn't. No. You know, like and this is probably before. Oh, okay, came. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah, this is like establishing. Gotcha. Uh, so let me. I I actually did a fair bit. I watched a fucking fantastic movie. Uh, I haven't seen a fantastic movie in a very, very fucking long time. Is it Fantastic I'm, Beast? I was, no, 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 I was no. Thinking, I couldn't figure um, out how to fit it in. <laughs> it's called The Last Duel. It's on HBO. It's uh, Ridley Scott directed it. Uh, Kylo Ren is in it. Um, Matt Damon is in it. And, it's that um, one that, that there's a lot of static back in October when he was bitching about comic book movies because that movie didn't do well in theaters. But he didn't promote it. Oh, and then okay. House of Gucci had a lot of promo and did great. Yeah, <laughs> I like, never heard of the last duel. Yeah, it's fantastic. Okay, 
Um, and then there's a female in it. I, I don't remember her name, but she's great in it. Go figure. Yeah, you know what the I mean. Patriarchy. Yeah, the patriarchy, of course. <laughs> I'm, I, but but I, I also I can't remember. Like I'm like Thor. You know the guy. He's like the Australian guy. They're like you know I don't he's know Australian. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, but see, I, I'm not good at that. I'm either. just good with names. That's I'm. All, I called. I just called the one dude Kylo Ren. That's true, you did. <laughs> that's his name. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but it's fantastic. It's shot beautifully. The story is like a. It's like a. It's a story that's told three times, like kind of in a row. But it's like <clears throat> you get like from a from a. The first story is like from A to G, mm-hmm. and then the second story is like from F to L, and then the third story is like from K. I like that. So it overlaps. Yes, but but in all three stories are the different people's perspective of how it goes down. So when they repeat events, you get to see it from the different perspective. Like, oh, that's why he feels that way because he's seeing it like this. You know, Um, but it's it's great. I highly, 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 highly recommend it. Um, It says it's on HBO. uh, Yes, it is on HBO. Uh, Let's see. I watched a documentary because Tyler the Collector suggested it. It's on Netflix. It's called The Tinder Swindler. <laughs> I, that's that's on my list. <laughs> um, so it's pretty good. It's uh, good. It, I'll say that this like the first twenty minutes of it feels very bootleggy. Like it almost feels like reality TV in a way. Like it's just shot in a fucking goofy ass way. But once the other players come into it and they start getting out, because the, the first twenty minutes basically it's one woman's story. So this is my story. So like she, she's like uh, she's sitting there with a glass of wine, just telling the story. It just feels like you're watching reality TV. But then at about a half hour in, other characters kind of start coming into it, mm-hmm. and then it gets more complicated. And 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 tender swindler. Yeah. So basically, uh, without spoiling anything, there's a dude. He had a tender account. Uh, said that he was the heir of a diamond distribution. That's a red flag right there. Company. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know, f- took her, flying her in private jets, uh, oh, shit. dripped in uh, designer from head to toe, staying in hotels that are $5,000 a night. Like, you know, the lifestyle matches up. Everything yeah. is matching up. I fell for that shit, too. And then eventually... Yeah, I was like, how dumb can you... Oh. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then eventually uh, he gets stuck in a, in a predicament and he gets his passport taken and needs money to help him get... And then before you know it, She's given him hundreds of thousands of dollars, and she's one of many. Now, um, yeah, that's, that's I, I kinda... don't want to sound like a dick, but I wish you didn't get called because it's like, they, like I wish I would have known. Like, this, I'm trying to give <laughs> you some right? money, son. Like, yeah. oh my god, this is but, a good scam. But what's funny is uh, the the ending of it. It's real. It's a documentary, right? So the ending, the ending is the ending, but it's not very satisfying from a viewing standard. Like, really? you, yeah, you you kind of wish that he ended up in a worse predicament than he ultimately ends up in. Uh, so let me ask you this about, mm-hmm. about that situation. Um, how much accountability do you put on the people who got scammed? Oh, you got to. Okay. I, you got to. Cause sometimes it's more like they're the victim. They, you know, all this, but at what point in me sending you a bunch of money, do I start to question, wait, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going into debt because this allegedly rich person, it's the, it's the, um, I mean, I can see a couple thousand maybe off good faith, but after yeah. that, it's... To me, it's it's the fraud element of it. And... I would say 
from my limited experience, uh, I know a few people who were born in Israel, who are Israeli, Israeli Americans. I would say that an Israeli man getting tried in Israel for crimes against people that are not Israeli doesn't always yield the same results had they all been Israeli or had none of them been Israeli. I got you. <laughs> you know, like, is, is the only way I know how to put I it. Got like, you. And, and that's from hearing from people. So like, it's a very like, you know, it's uh, us against the world. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I get it. And it's it's not unfounded, right? Like I understand, but um, it doesn't necessarily surprise me when I hear stuff like this either. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else. I I watched the Peacemaker. Oh yeah, I did. I've been watching it. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. This this last episode, I also like the last two episodes. I haven't been crazy about, but they're both still pretty good. I feel like I missed the last two, but I, I'm still into it. It's just the first like three or four were great, and then whatever the last two have been have been kind of fine. I'm watching Euphoria. Uh, I'm catching up on it, so I'm watching the first season. And like I said, I, like it's good. It's a good story with interesting characters and et cetera, et cetera. I don't think it's an accurate portrayal of high school life. That's and, what I'm hearing a lot and, of people say. And maybe it is. Maybe I just have my head buried that deep in the sand. But I can tell you something. I didn't, as you can attest for, I didn't live a sheltered high school life. That being said, I can guarantee you I was only at every high school party that I attended. Whether the doors were packed or whether there was only a few people in there, whether the parents were home or the parents were on vacation I was one of only two people that were dancing in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and usually I was dancing because I was super into the record. <laughs> Not because of like I was like high on 10 different drugs yeah. and whatever. These high school parties that these kids are going to, they look like rap videos. I mean, there's like yeah, 100 yeah. people in there. They're all freaking crazy. There's no high schooler that I know that's that confident and comfortable with themselves to do that type of shit. Like these kids are on Probably all, making TikToks. all sorts of drugs, having, <laughs> you know, public sex and like all, like it's just like, it's so sensational. It's just turned up to 11, you know, and it, it's good. I just don't think there's, because the reason why I say I'm kind of getting animated about it a bit is because like, there's like people that are like, don't, they're like taking hard lines in the sand, like, you know, they're boycotting it and everything else. And maybe it's, maybe it is, you know, I don't know, what do they call it? Like, you know, like they said rap music did the same thing. Like, it has, maybe it's influencing, maybe it is influencing a younger generation. But I mean, I don't even know where you would get access to all this shit. And, and there's nothing about this show that can give a high schooler the self-confidence of a 28 year old woman with a with a full career yeah which is how some of these girls are acting like they're just like you know like yeah. uh, and i'm like man like if i could get a girl to just put her dancing shoes on i'd have felt like I, I achieved it in high school like you know it wasn't lit like that it was like you know you had your drug people and your this and your drinkers and all that shit but it wasn't like it was like you know you know just hanging off the rafters and you know what i mean just nuts um, yeah. I'm 35 and I can't score half the drugs that they've got if I wanted to. Yeah, right, right. Hypothetically, um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm sure I could. Could I, I get drugs randomly sent to me in the mail for some I reason? I, I can sell my high blood pressure medications. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm watching the Righteous Gemstones. Ooh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. Watch it's that. that. Fucking great. It's uh, uh the, the the I don't know if you saw this week's episode. Uh, I no, we're a week behind. 
shocking, <sighs> shocking episode, I will say, and I'll leave it at that. But it's fucking great. I highly recommend it. Uh, I have to say, uh, I, I watched, I had a lot of people write in about the book of Boba Fett. I don't know if it, you guys are watching it at all. No. About this previous episode, Trying. this last week's episode. Have you seen that? I'm too behind on it. So, look, I'm going to spoil a little bit of this. Don't care. So, people have been writing like, you know, I like, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. And I, I, I don't know if they feel that I'm going to react this way, but I feel like they can't wait for my thoughts on it because they think that I love this. I don't think it's good. No. I don't think this last episode was good. I don't think it's great. I think that, for one, let me just read the notes. Boba Fett, Book of Grogu has horrible acting. So that's another thing. The whole episode is pretty much about Baby Yoda, Mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with Boba Fett at all in the Boba Fett show. Um, Cobb Vanth, who is a character in Mandalorian Season 2, gets shot. They don't really say what happens to him, but I said, I hope he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) There's a a training sequence with Luke and Baby Yoda. Is it a montage? So, of of, (laughs) of sorts. But... It is so heavy on the member berries. He like it is the exact training that he did with Yoda almost. Like he's doing the somersaults in the air and the flips. Like it's like, give me a break, man. Um it's basically the exact same thing. Um so the other thing that's in it is Cobb um Cobb Banth. Um Cad Bane is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. And it's great to see him. But you know what? It doesn't mean anything if the show fucking sucks, which it does. It does. You can you can have Jesus fucking Christ, your nanny, daddy, two panty, granny, and the king of Siam in that bitch. It doesn't matter if the show sucks. Like it, like it's like it's insane. I, so you're I, on the fence about it. But, <laughs> but like, I think that like I think that like like you know people will criticize stuff. You know, like, oh man, this stuff is just good because it's preying on nostalgia, right? And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, no. But now that I feel like it really, literally is just preying on nostalgia, now people are liking it. And it's like, well, this is what you wanted all along. You were complaining about it before, but this is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. You wanted it to feel like your friends and you were outside as five year olds playing Star Wars and you got to watch it on TV. Fine. But guess what? Five-year-olds don't tell good fucking stories and they can't act worth a fuck. So congratulations. Like my daughter's a pretty shitty comedian. I bet. <laughs> Mine suck. Mine suck at it too. Yeah. Um when they try to be funny, it's when they don't try to be funny that they're fucking funny. <laughs> Isn't that how that works? Yeah. But um it's like, you know, like I remember them saying, like, uh, oh, you know, episode seven sucks because it's just TIE fighters and sand planets and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I get your point. I get your point that it's relying heavier on this other stuff and trying to member bury you. I get it. I get it. But now it really is. It's literally doing the same sequences again and people are loving it. It's like, so you're just mad they didn't go full, full, full nostalgia. You know, like, it's, it's, it's like Joe Button said about uh the song you ever heard this song called who by joe button it's fantastic it's 15 minutes long so it's good for the car ride home i'm gonna say okay um it's called who and it's about who killed hip-hop and it's he goes through the whole like this whole theory of it right um and it's great put an edit to the playlist (laughs) Uh, you'll have to probably find it on youtube because it has a Marvin Gaye sample, and if you know anything about Marvin Gaye, that shit ain't riding. <laughs> right. That's Robin thinking T.I. <laughs> um, but uh, he said in there, uh, 
all of the uh, half these rappers started half Hove said he didn't write his lyrics. Then half these rappers started saying they didn't write their lyrics. Then I started to believe him when I hear it. Hmm. And that's how I feel. Is like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it feels like I'm a kid again watching Star Wars and playing. Like, yeah, it, I guess it does because it feels like it's written by five year olds with a bunch of five year olds playing the acting. Like I said, it's nostalgia. But you know, when you look at um, actual quality, I do you know. have a question about uh, Book of Boba Fett? Just yeah. a thought because like every Wednesday we watch the Disney Plus show, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and this is one that we sat down, watched the first two episodes, and I was just like, okay. Uh, and then week three comes about and so it's like you want to watch our shows like no i'll be all right <laughs> so week four comes out no i'll be okay week five comes about no thanks right and then we sat down and started playing catch up mm-hmm. and my feel on it at least watching it boba fett was that cool character everybody liked growing up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like with this show now i actually dislike boba fett <laughs> because and no, like, I agree. It takes I agree. Away the, Taking away the, the mystique. mystique. Yeah, the whole yeah. and not even the mystique, but just like imagine that like somebody that like seem like super badass and super cool, super you know all this shit, and then you see their true colors and they're a fucking pushover. Like they're like do you know what I mean? Like they're like yeah. <laughs> well, we, we had just watched uh, Empire mm-hmm. uh, a, a couple you know, a couple em- weeks ago. Uh, Empire Terrence Strikes Howard? Back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even a joke. I thought that was true. Well, it, when I said it, I saw your eyes. And I was like, he thinks I'm talking about that. <laughs> John Leguizamo. Oh. Uh, but like, we, we were watching that, and that's where the thought came from. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, Boba Fett was just cool. It was yeah. like, oh my God, this guy's so cool. And then we watched Book of Boba Fett. I was like, fuck this guy. And, you know, people be like, well, no, no, but he found, you know, he got out of the Starlag and he had a second take on life and he <laughs> felt, you know, the sand people, space Jesus. the sand people <laughs> taught him family and, and I'm like, well, I don't like it. I don't like that. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying it doesn't, I'm not saying you haven't written in an explanation as to why. I hope that you would have written in an explanation as to why. I'm saying I don't like it. I don't like your writing of the explanation. But you know what the funny thing is? They're not writing it for you, though. No. That's the, that, and you can, that's well, obvious, isn't it? They're I, writing it for... Well, I don't you know. know if they're writing it for them. I feel like they're yeah. writing it for the dumb version of everyone. me. Yeah. And I'm no smart guy, but there's a dumber version of me out there that's just like, oh, space lasers are pretty badass. <laughs> like, you know, like... like, like <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's just like this fucking lowest common denominator. Like The Fast um, and Furious crowd. Yeah, well, you know, Chris, you know, just because Chris isn't here doesn't mean that you... <laughs> hey, hey, it's not his mom. <laughs> um, but like, that's true. It's not his month. Um, but yeah, April. I just, I don't think much... <laughs> April's the hillbilly month. <laughs> hillbilly awareness month. <laughs> and Chris isn't that. Chris isn't that. Speaking of Chris... I, I got to talk about this for a minute. Him and his lovely wife, who I, I think very highly of, uh, took my wife and I out for dinner in a movie. Class act. Nice. Like, we went to, uh, Man and Lou's has the best Italian food I've ever had in my life, and then we went to see Jackass 4, which was hysterical. Okay. I do have to say, though, in regard to Jackass 4, it is a different viewing experience because you're watching it now, like... I was going to ask oh, you about that. That's what I want to uh, know. Fuck, yeah. man. Like, like, these guys might hurt themselves. Yeah. Oh, my back would be... Yeah, you know what I mean? You, you watch it like... You watch it... Oh, be careful, Johnny. Like, you know, like... It, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Can his son do this instead? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, don't so, you got kids? They bring in three new cast members, 
and I know it's Black History Month, but I got I got a one black male, one white female, and one fat. Uh, I don't know. Eskimo, that's the studio. That's the studio. Then the studio said you need maybe maybe. However, in the first ten minutes, fat dude hundred percent proves himself. He's part of the team as far as I'm concerned. Nice. He's doing all the regular shit that all the rest of them are doing. The other two, not so much. The girl at the end does this thing called scorpion Botox, where she I she person <laughs> she, <laughs> she they put a scorpion right in front of her face and she puckers her lips and the scorpion stings her lips. No way to like blow her lips up scorpion botox so i was like okay you're in you've earned your spot you're in black guy was like he doesn't do shit <laughs> the whole fucking movie he just falls around he'll fall he'll tumble and uh, shit like that but all the real shit his he gets his father who was like a real gangbanger or something like he gets his father to do um this shit where they put like these like these like glass globes on with like a uh it's like a tube that yeah. goes between the two yeah, and they, yeah, they drop a tarantula in it and the tarant and they're like I gotta blow it <laughs> blowing the so to speak the tarantula back and forth like trying to get it and like the tarantula ends up in the father's little bubble he earned his spot more than this How new do you dude get his father to do it because he's a fucking pussy and yeah. i'm not saying i wouldn't do it because i would definitely would pass on that <laughs> but i'm not getting paid but you're not getting paid to you're do not the show. Only, yeah um but it was great and i, I gotta tell you like Unlike oral sex, I'm much better at giving than receiving. And we, like, I don't really often think of it, but, like, we do, we do often do a lot for other people. Like, we often host dinners, we'll host, you know, parties, we'll host, like, we, we, we and when you come with the exception, with the exception of alcohol, most of the time, it's all on us. Like, it's, all, you know, like, it's our treat. It's our, like, we want you to just come be happy, be full, you know, and, and share a good time. And I'm never, whenever somebody does anything for me, like whether it's like, you know, Chris, for instance, will, will, he'll pick up a tab, like he'll, he'll pick up a coffee or something, you know, or, or pay a PayPal, something that's like seven bucks just to like get the shit done. I'll dwell on it for weeks. Really? Yeah. Like, I'll be like, uh-huh. fuck, like, I owe him. I got to get him back. I got to get him back. I got to make sure that, like, I'm just that way. He's um, just a good guy with, you know, common courtesy and just, he's a man, you know? Correct. Yeah. So, like, it was when, 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 when so he bought the, the tickets to the movie because it's just easier for one person to get all the tickets, you know? So he bought the tickets for the movie. And I was like, and I was like, cool. And I was like, and then he was, and then they hit us up like, hey, can, you mind if we drive? Because our house on the way, so that kind of makes sense too. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, let us, let me, let me fill your gas tank up. You know what I mean? Let me do that, right? Like, and and then he said, hold on there, money bag. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but like, uh, you know, and and so he didn't take me up on that. And then we went out to dinner, and he treated us to that. And I and I was like, look, I was like, we, I was like, we, we can do, you know, we could like. And he was like, he was like, and he said, he was like, you guys have probably treated us to a hundred meals like let us do and i gotta tell you like it was i'm still wrestling with it but it was fucking touching yeah you know and i, I, I if, if chris was here it's easier to talk good about him when he's not here do you know what i mean if he was here i'd be like you know it wasn't even that i did i had known that i got an extra <laughs> bottle I was, um but you know it was it was thoughtful and it's not lost on me and i and i do appreciate it he's a good dude but i yeah, will yeah. say this yeah. at, on that point <clears throat> i think we're at an age now where it we we are in a position and age now where we can do this kind of stuff for each other and it feels good. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, it was like, all right, let's split the check here and there. But mm-hmm. 
if we if all three of us go out and I pick up the tab, I'm not saying, hey, Dante, you owe me 20, 30, you know, <laughs> right, 20, right. we're not doing that because we're in positions in life and we're responsible and we're adults. We know we're not keeping track of who does what. It's like, hey, when I go out, I'll pick up the tab and, and like, get me next time. Right. We don't keep tabs on that. And I think that's a, a sign of, first of all, your relationship with the people, but the people you're with. Yeah. And everybody's not looking at you when the check comes because it's not expected that you do this. Correct. You just do it out of goodness. It's not expected that Chris do this. He's just doing it because that's the kind of person he is. Like, so when we do it, it's just we have to get used to receiving, like you said, where it's like, I don't owe somebody. Because when we were younger, we were always like, yeah. split the check. Yeah. You know, I owe you this or whatever. Well, and to be fair, like, I've always been like, you know, I've always been that dude. Like, I'll I pick up, the, like, I'll pick up, like, money. To me, I, I like, I, like, there's a whole pot on this, but like, Money has always been like a like a whimsical thing to me. Like it's always been like it comes and goes. Fuck it. Like let's let's live for the moment. Yep. You know. Um, and like so, like I'll, I'll often pick up shit, and I've lost friendships over it because you know there there's there's a time like dang like danger right like I um I, I like and I'm not bashing the dude. I don't think poorly of him or anything like that. But like I treated this dude to every, you know everything. If he was with me, he ate. If he was, you know, he drank, like whatever. And I and I and I give without the expectation expectation of receiving, mm-hmm. right? But then, like when something came up and he had the opportunity to treat me to something that was like twenty, forty bucks, I think, like, and he didn't. Then it felt weird, you know. It felt weird to me, but it also felt weird to him, right? Because his whole life is like, it's like, no, nah, I don't. Do, you, you, this is what you. That's do. your role. That's your. That's what. This is what you do. So it probably felt like a violation mm-hmm. from you know for both of us. But um, like I, I don't know. It was just I, I'm I, as a result I, even things like that where now I'm like super, you know, like worried. Did I do it? Do I do enough? Do I you know because of that? Like you know, other relationships in my life where like they'll point out like you could have done this and you didn't. Mm-hmm. So like I carry that like I, I feel like I, I go through my whole life stumbling like what the, am I doing something to the fullest am I taking care of this person have I, have I reached out and talked to this person enough have I done my part because people have brought it up to me so many times right that like I, when when it comes my way I'm almost like fuck like fuck you know like is this is this is this the down payment on me not of of a potential for me to fall short mm-hmm. you know so. You know, to, long story short, to to be treated, you know, and be, be I like I'll be honest with you, man. Like it sounds, this sounds like some. Hey, yeah! But like <laughs> to be to feel like you're appreciated, it feels nice, Absolutely. you know. And and so I just want to say it, Chris. I don't even know if he'll listen to this shit, but uh, shout out to Chris. That's awesome. Man. You know, he's a good uh, dude that, I, that I that I appreciated him. Um, all right, moving on, moving off of that. Uh, but we, he did make sure to talk about a crash box custom just so we could write it off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. So then I have just two more things. One, uh, they're, then they're both, they're both race related. So they'll just carry us right into, um, they'll just carry us right into the Joe Rogan shit. Um, I got a friend request yesterday, Dante, from a, a guy that you and I both know. His name's Justin. He has an older brother that used to hang out with bird. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. So I didn't know who it was because his whole name wasn't on his Facebook. Yeah. But there was something about the vibe of, and he had no pictures. Like his profile was like a Corgi or some shit. Like it was bizarre. Right. But it was, there was no pictures of him, but I was like, if I had to bet, I would say it's this Justin mm-hmm. who I, who I, this is cool. I, I don't think, you know, we, yeah, yeah. we have a good, you know, last time we spoke, which was probably in high school. We were cool. You know, we've never had a problem. Um, 
And I was like, so I went and double checked this morning. And I'm scrolling through his feed to get an idea of who I'm trying to figure out who the fuck it is. Um, and there's a whole bunch of posts that you would share in a in the tick of a fucking second, right? They're just you you couldn't wait. Nice. You'd love this guy. <laughs> um, just you know how he's uh, the the imbalance of everything, and you know he's he's the, the world's against him and black people, and you know it's it's hard out there for a pimp. You're trying to get the money in the shrimp. I don't know this guy, but I like him. And <laughs> I'm looking, I'm liking. Um, <laughs> And then, the, uh, so then I finally stumbled across a, a picture with him. And I'm, I mean, I'm scrolling for months. Mm. Uh, you know what it is? Oh, man. Him proposing to his white I wife. Knew it. <laughs> I knew. I, I swear to you, I would have put a check on that's what it was. I swear to you. Yeah, when, when you say you're scrolling, it's like, I already know. I know what it is. I knew it. And then, of course, I, I, la- I just laugh. But I, mean, I, I know this dude. Like, I know his heart. Like, I, you know, it's no, it's no, it just was funny to me. So I wanted to bring it up. Um, so then the uh the next thing is uh you I gotta talk about you for a second. I'm nice. glad I'm glad you came. I, I I made a I made a note I made a note of it. Not the one highlighted. Black power get together. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So let me so let me tell you something. <laughs> So, so like, here's the thing, right? Because we're talking, like, a lot of this, because every time you're here, we have race conversations, which I do look forward to. And I you're like not it. here enough anymore because you work on days that we often record. But inclusivity and exclusivity, right? Mm-hmm. So, I stumble across a picture, and I'm not, I'm not going to put, I can't, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't put your at out there because your at out there has information that could be damaging. Gotcha. Right? Um... But I come across a picture in your stories, and my first thought was, what do you think my first thought was? Huh. <laughs> Let's, we need to turn the contrast up. It's kind of dark in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> so my first thought was, oh, shit, it's Evan and this one and that one. And this one, and fuck, look at him too. There was a person for every Joe Rogan N word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I had the right button for that one to push. I don't know if that's appropriate. Um, But all I was thinking was, I'd love to see those guys. I wish I could have been invited. And then it clicked for me. And I was like, oh, shit, I would never get invited to that party. <laughs> Truth is told, you actually would. <laughs> you you would. Um, and I'm surprised you didn't. That was two years ago, obviously. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's why I made sure to put the date on there. Oh, I didn't even pay okay, attention. Because yeah, yeah. I, I like, like well, because Joe, who I'm quite fond of, mm-hmm. you know, was part of the reason why I can even sit here and have this conversation. Exactly. Yeah, so um, was in that picture, and I was like, "Man, did he come up?" Was my first thought. Like, and they all oh, like they really had a little reunion. Yeah, no, this was two years gotcha, ago. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, that was my first thought. Was like, "Fuck, man!" Like, I'm not. I like, like, I would love to kick it with those guys and, and, we, and the two white women that were there. Yeah. Like, I, I would have, you know. But, but like, <laughs> dang it, Bobby. <laughs> You know, <laughs> um, but you know, I was like, "Fuck, man, I, I would never get I, like you know," and and it would never. And then I started thinking about the people in my life from mopping that I often have here, 
and they're more often than not not exclusive mm-hmm. do you know what i mean you comrade gomez uh i mean it, it, that's yeah only the people that really yeah, yeah. mostly to come through uh, chucky o every once in a while yeah. uh and that's literally it wow you honored know? um but yeah it just got me thinking like man like <clears throat> isn't that interesting yeah it's funny uh the talk of exclusivity versus in- inclusion i just had to talk with somebody yesterday where i was advocating for inclusion like you know when we're building better uh environments and, and mopping circumstances and, and mm-hmm. structure and leadership structure i said it's great our goal should always be equality and not exclusion uh, because once you delve into exclusion you're practicing the same habits that mm-hmm. people you're you know that were before you were doing mm-hmm. so all you're doing is what do they say flipping the table flipping the table that's it and then all you're doing is setting yourself up for the tables to be turned on you <clears throat> how the turntables will turn <laughs> <laughs> what was that was that the office was oh how the turntables have turned <laughs> oh fuck i feel like it's like like something super goofy yeah, like zoolander or some shit but go ahead so um just had this conversation because mm-hmm. he was all about the rah rah and, and i'm like i'm good i'm all about black power mm-hmm. not, as you know yeah you love however it. don't become what you fight against either mm-hmm. um and so there's a time and a place for for certain get-togethers and and are they but more often than not i'm all about inclusion because how are we going to bridge gaps and start conversations if i'm not going to sit there and talk in a echo chamber mm-hmm. you know i get it and i i there are certain guys who will be like, well, I'm not in the group chat or this, that, and third, not you. But it's just, I'm like, well, because I know your intentions. Mm-hmm. I, you can't invite everybody to the cookout, as they say. Yeah. Know? Because some people are just there to be a fly on the wall and then, you know, they're not productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people like yourself, and I, I got a like five off the top of my head for, mm-hmm. for mopping that I was like, they are productive to growth and progress. So I think when you talk about who's in the conversations and who's around, you have a way of engaging people of all race, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think you're genuine. Mm -hmm. I know you're genuine and that's not common. So it, it, it leads people to be more selective with who you're picking and choosing. Cause Mm -hmm. I tell somebody else, just cause this guy's cool with you. I like my experience has been anything different. Right, right, right. Whereas I dare somebody to say that skull face, you know, Right. has ever made them feel a certain kind of way. Correct. Right. So that's that one in particular was funny though because I think we talked about a couple people coming. And nobody was able to come. But it was just funny how the chips fell and I was like, man, that you know, as I said, we are black history. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you, if if my wife and I come and we wash everybody there at the space table, what part of systemic racism are you gonna blame bro, me? Bro, bro, <laughs> I am going to go straight to HR <laughs> I'm gonna put put my proper voice on and everything. Johnny better answer his phone. Al Sharpton is on speed dial. I would love to play space with you and your wife, by the way. Yeah, and uh, well, I'll tell you, if we lose, I'm blaming it on her. No, dead serious. That's what happens. Being Sarah, you know who the weak link on your team is, though, right? We all know because she gets mad when when uh, I pick Porter over her. I'm like, no, Porter and I've been playing for years, right? Like, that is my guy. We know each other's signals and, you know, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Her, she's like, la, 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 I can get seven books. And she's got like two aces in her hand. 
Um, all right, so let's transition into this Neil Young shit because the Neil Young shit continues, right? Neil Young. So now Neil Young, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, uh, and they all reunite again to all pull their uh, music off of Spotify. Okay, that's what you if uh, for Joe Rogan's disinformation or misinformation, not disinformation. <clears throat> um, dissension, perhaps. So we're gonna, and then Joe Rogan's uh, has this two to three minute video uh, that goes viral. Um, of him saying the n-word uh and to be fair it's pretty much just the n-word and it's two to three minutes so there was some footage there was <laughs> there was some material to pull from um <clears throat> he then makes a video to apologize for it um and also to apologize for a story that he told that i heard that one too yeah. so i i'll be honest so that there's there's two things to unpack there. And, and then there's the music thing, right? So let's just get into it. <sighs> Let me say this. I'm not a Joe Rogan fan. Okay. Like, I don't listen to his podcast. I've listened to two episodes. The Maynard episode, which was awful, and the Kanye West episode, which was also almost unlistenable. Um, and only because Joe Rogan didn't rein Kanye in because mm-hmm. Kanye needs, you know, like when you're playing pool, um, bowling and you can flip it so that the, 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 uh, the, the gutters guards, are flipped yeah. up. That's what Kanye needs in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Cause otherwise he'll start talking about, well, nobody raises him in. Everybody's so it, nice. Yeah. yeah. And everybody, well, cause everybody thinks like, well, just, you know, you got to give him his space and let him <laughs> right. do what he does. Well, and people it's like, want the content too. Yeah. Let him talk too. freely and people want the, <clears> that too. Yeah. That too. Um, so, but obviously, I, I I respect what he's done in the podcasting space. It's pretty incredible. Um, he has a wide variety of guests on from all different walks and swaths of life. In that uh, footage, which I heard uh, recently that uh, most white people, this is very funny to me, but most white people feel like an abused dog whenever that word is said. They feel like an abused dog when someone raises their hand. They're just like, <laughs> um, but I think that's true. There's also nothing negative said in context in regard to that two to three minute video, which leads me to say that he was probably saying the word without necessarily a pointing of the finger, capital F. Um, negative context because if he was that 100% would have been included in the video um, so let's I want to say that's my opening statement regarding it this made you made me think uh, she said how does slavery start oh she it's a white woman raising her hand correct <laughs> <laughs> your big i can go on and on about this but i want to allow and i've talked i've talked to dante a bit about it but go ahead what do you got dante all right so i i listen to joe rogan's podcast uh mostly when there are fighters on there right because it's your bag that's my work that's your bag yep um and i've i've heard episodes where he's he said in work Mm -hmm. and like you said the context in that video was not added in there now should he have said it absolutely not as a matter of fact when i heard him say it, i was like "Ooh, so <laughs> like whoa so like, here what so, are you doing so let me ask a question about that let me ask a question well <clears throat> if 
it's Black History Month, as we all know. And if, if my if my kids black come future month, like if it. if my kids come a uh, black future month, um, if my kids come home today and they say, um, we've they, they we learned about uh, oppression today and we learned about this word, but they wouldn't say what the word was, but it was a word that was used to hurt and dehumanize people. Can I not say and explain the word to my children? I can. I'll let you go ahead. So <clears throat> there are ways to like, so the thing is with that, there's a word and they want to know what the word is. Correct. So, you know, don't, don't eat that apple. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's tricky. You can have anything you want. <laughs> just not that apple. <laughs> Treat it like Voldemort. <laughs> Cause it's like, even just talking about the subject in itself, there are ways around it without talking about that word. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, in school, you know, if, if they're talking about oppression and they even bring up the idea of that word, they've now set you up for failure. Correct. So but, 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 it should but have it's been. Also, it is history, right? It is part of history. Like it, it does. It does require an explanation. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, that's that's a touchy one. And and let me tread lightly when I say this. There's a way to educate children, uh, black, white or whatever, about the word. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as. Explain it the same way I explain to my kids what a bad word is. Mm-hmm. They know better, um, right? They know what the word is, but they're not going to say it out loud. And I think explain to people why it's important not to say it out loud. Like I can, I pull it up in a dictionary for you. Read it in your head, but just know what it looks like and know all this stuff. But know that you are not supposed to say it out loud. And I think that's a good way to kind of educate. And if they ask why, we can go into the history of it. But just know that there aren't many words in the English language that are as, you know, hurtful. Oh, it's the most powerful word in the English dictionary. Yeah. And so I think knowing and explaining the power, the hurt and the history behind it um, is is um, crucial into educating people. Right. So. Then the, the, the question gets on, well, why can't I? Well, why can this person say it and I can't? Well, you can explain that as well. You know, um, while a lot of black people don't agree, some black people don't agree with it being said by anyone, right? Mm-hmm. There's others like, no, we worked hard to bring that, you know, reclaim it, so to speak. So we're going to use it. I, I can understand both arguments. There's, can I say something funny? Eddie Murphy argument and the Bill Cosby argument. Can I say something funny about that real quick? Troy. Um, oh <clears throat> a black gentleman, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, the only brilliant person I've ever met in my life. Um, but he's funny as shit in a way that you've never experienced. And the only reason why I say that is because I had never experienced until I've, I've met him. He's in a sociology class in college, <clears throat> and the word comes up, right? And the power of the word, the history of the word, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody says in the class, uh, but it's often used in black communities. And then some an, another black student spoke up and said, yeah, well, we are reclaiming the word. It's a word that we use only much. It's exclusive to us. It was used to hurt us. Now we use it to love one another sometimes. <laughs> sometimes not. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I have records that would, that would argue that. I was going to say it's <clears throat> but, half and half. Um, Troy says, can we stop with that for just a second? <laughs> <laughs> And he said, what? And he said, that's not true. It's not true. 
And the kid who was saying this was like, what do you mean it's not true? And he's like, look, man, you know it's not true. I know it's not true. We just act like it's true for them. <laughs> we say it because that shit sounds good. And it's fun to say, them two Gs hiding up in the middle. <laughs> you know, but uh, but anyway, continue. It's just a funny story. I'll, I'll always remember it. To but. Troy's point. Yeah. He has a he has a valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, there's also a sense of having something that can't be taken exclusive. away. It's exclusive. Like mm-hmm. t- I get it. Th- there's so there's very little things that you can uh, tell a straight white man in America that he cannot oh, do. Oh Christ! I, I, hey. One of them's an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You had years of it. Your ride's over. <laughs> um, and so I think it's that a power dynamic thing. Like uh, when you feel disenfranchised and, and for lack of a better term, oppressed, to have any type of weight or or, or or anything like that in a society in which you're told you don't have any, it's like, hey, I'll take if, if there's only one word in the English language, you can't, well, there's a few, but one in particular in this case that you cannot say. There's definitely a hierarchy. There is. There <laughs> definitely. That's why I couldn't say just one. It's at the top of the pile. I'm, it, it is. And there's tears to it. Yeah. But that's the one where, hey, I'm giving you this whole dictionary. Mm-hmm. And it's the apple. Mm-hmm. Can't say this one word. I think it's that forbidden fruit type thing. Like, but I want to say it. So here, yeah. I'll say this. I disagree. Um. I also want to say this. I don't want to use the word. I don't like hearing the word unless it's in a record um, or in, in uh, amongst people that commonly say it. <laughs> yes. I'm not one of those white people that'll be like, that would be like, oh, I just hate that word. Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I don't like, I don't like the racial slur version of it. And whenever it's said, I do get cringy. Like, fuck. And like, I think that's where Joe Rogan messed up because he had a hard R on them. Correct. But, but, but it's always, and I don't know every time that he's used it, but I'm willing to guess that it wasn't hateful when he used it. And the reason why I'm willing to guess it is because if it was, it had been in that video. There's no doubt in my mind. If, if if you were to say to me, what is the most powerful word in the English language? And I was to answer honestly, it would be that word. Yeah. You know? So if I said that word and somebody cut it and looped it, it could paint me to be a way that I'm not. Correct. You know? So, <clears throat> so let me say this. If I am going to... Let me give you an example. When I was a kid... There was one other white kid in my neighborhood that was the same age as me. His name was Michael Parasino. Shout out to him, wherever he is. <laughs> um, and he is the one that taught me that word. And do you know what he told me it meant? He told me I should use it all the time. Oh, he set you up for failure. <laughs> and do you know what he told me it he meant? He didn't like you. <laughs> he told me it meant all of the cuss words together. Wow, like a Kamehameha. So he said, like, when you're trying to really get at somebody, you can just drop that on them and you hit them with all the cuss words together. So I I wanted to double check. (laughs) Hey, hey, trust but verify. So I went home and told my dad, right? I asked my dad about it. And my dad was like, hold on one second. He got on the phone with Michael's mom. (laughs) What she told him was, don't say that word it's worse than all okay. the cuss words together. Thank but, but, you, but you see how, how that can, and like, to me, that's, that's, a, that's a, a, a miseducation 
situation and now it almost got thrown into the ether in a uh, in, in a way that could have been dangerous for me um you know but like Camille Foster who I would vote for for president Who's Camille Foster? He's on fifth column. He's a black gentleman. I thought it was a woman. I'm sorry. No, but uh, Camille, you think about Bill Cosby again. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> um, he said, uh, like, he refuses, he refuses to say the phrase, the N-word. Hmm. And he doesn't want anyone else to use it either. He wants that phrase. Good luck with that, Camille. To go out of vogue. And do you know why? He says, because we are adults. And if we're going to talk about the word, then we're going to talk about it like adults. And I don't want to talk to someone that sounds like a five-year-old with the F word and the A word and the S word and the N word. Oh, it's spelled K-E-M-K-E-K-M-E-L-E. That's why. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He spelled just like a black guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and, and, and I'm, I'm not, my point of view on it is not to fight from this angle of no we should all be able to say it that's not that's not my thing but i i do feel like if it is educational if we're talking about the word objectively and whatever there is a there is a question of intent hmm. behind it right and i'm not saying being loose with it either I'm saying respecting well, the, i think that's where yeah, i agree with you however we all know it's a slippery slope and some people <clears throat> And it sometimes is the vocal minority mm. who will use it. And go, oh, I was just saying it in an educational way. There's a slippery slope, and I think that's why there's that that um, inclination to kind of <clears throat> no. We're just gonna say the n word. It's as opposed to, because it's some motherfuckers, and we know them. They mop with us who will try and <laughs> and slip that in. Oh, I just I was just asking a question. I wanted to, okay, motherfucker. You got one more time. <laughs> you know. So I so let me. Here's an interesting fact for me too do you know how many white people i've ever heard use the word in a hateful way in my life one i was gonna say it's fine one one and it was a it was one of my father's cousins in florida and we were on a vacation and like we were staying at his parents house who was like my father's aunt and uncle right mm-hmm. and um he said some i was bringing luggage out of a car i'll never forget it's visceral for me and i'm like five or six at the time and i know what the word is and i know uh, you know and he said it and it was something in regard to, to something he didn't like about something that was going on and i dropped my luggage back in the trunk like out of shock mm-hmm. and i like looked at him and then I looked at my father and my father gave me this look like not now uh-huh. and then my father talked to me later on like some fights aren't worth fighting you know like just let it go and like but I, I feel sometimes that there's a and maybe there is and maybe I've just lived a unique experience but I feel like most white people that I talk to even when white people get a little open behind closed doors when you talk to most of them they're like it's a, it's a, a it's a word that's in. It's not in vogue. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a. It's a. It's you got a controversial to word if you're going to say it in hate. white communities. Was, like yeah, you know, it's maybe perhaps not as controversial, but up there, maybe so, even more, arguably. So funny that this is all coming up, mm-hmm. and just was it Saturday? I think, or like basically this past week at work, mm-hmm. my site manager. We're both black, mm-hmm. and we had a tenant who was white. Uh, oddly enough my manager she speak with this white tenant i'm speaking with another black tenant 
we're off in our own world cracking jokes and after everything settles my manager and i were sitting there talking she was like okay brace yourself she's like what's up she's like and she begins in the tenant that she was speaking with we're on good terms with the tenant she always comes in we work with her we help her sweet lady she uh, was telling a story about something going on at home with her daughter, granddaughter, and I guess some guy there, mm-hmm. who, whoever. So um, as she's telling the story, this guy says to the child who was mixed, um, basically says that word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll be you're, you're not good for anything but sucking. Whoa, holy! This right. is whoa. Me, this is an eleven year old child that he says this to. Right. So this tenant. She, you know, she's upset and she's talking to my manager because we're like bartenders. Uh-huh. People come there and pour their hearts out. Right, right, right. Uh, and she says it to my my manager. My manager comes and is like, afterwards, like, like, uh, what the fuck? You know, and we were kind of discussing. It was like, I think with her, there's this weird comfort, like where where we're at. We're like in Pasadena, Glen Burnie, <clears throat> uh, right. that that pocket where it gets a little dicey mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like, oh yeah, you're down I'm out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, right been, into the lion's <laughs> den. <laughs> when they put me at one location, there's a, a black gentleman that came in. He was like, "This is the first time I've ever seen a black man working at this location ever." Hmm. He's been written there for years. He was like, "What did you do to get this job?" And I was like, "Is that a good or a bad thing?" I was like, "I don't know. You'll see." It wasn't a good thing. Right. Um, but you know, we're we're talking about. It. I was like, I feel like this lady. There's this comfort. And she's pouring her heart out and just kind of just going and, you know, just out of that, that frustration, and anger of what was said there. And I wonder, it's like, so I, I don't personally think like, I don't think, I guess I just, I just don't philosophically believe in not using the right language for the right time. So like if, if, if I'm discussing the history of that word, like I'm going to, to my kids, I'm going to, I'm going to say the word so they know what it sounds like. No, and, I agree. I know. Uh, Dick Gregory's <clears throat> book. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. the, the hard yeah. R. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, if you know, you come across that book in the bookstore or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, do you have this book in stock? What book? <laughs> <laughs> you just show a picture on your phone. <laughs> You, you know the one. No, we don't. <laughs> don't speak into the microphone. I'm blind. Me say this. It's on my phone um, right here. I'm blind. <laughs> Sign language. <laughs> Actually, Childish Gambino did stand up, uh, and then there's a you know he he knows the sign for that word. Oh really? Because like, he referenced it in his sign language. Even blind people say it. <laughs> it's fucked up. <laughs> It's not blind. Deaf. deaf. Even deaf people. Well, I'm sure <laughs> blind people say it too. <laughs> I'm sure they Which would be more well, ironic, well, you, honestly. A lot of people said it on Def Jam. I'll tell you that, that much. That would be impressive if more blind people said it. How do you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, with this tenant saying it and, you know, us talking about it afterward, it, I, I didn't know how to feel. I was like, my only thought was like, just the context of the story is like, I don't think she was saying it maliciously, but there's also a way, you know, it's like, did you have to say it? And mm-hmm. I, I think to what about in film, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's. I, I feel like I, I, if you're playing a role, correct. Yeah, you're playing if a you're role. Telling I think a story, that's yeah, playing a role. Yeah, because yeah, there are people that feel like you should not. No, you know, like it, it should yeah. not. Like, like, and, and my thing is, it's like sometimes it's it. Take his character in Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. right? I think it's 
Now, obviously, Ed Norton's character in American History X, it's, it's important for him to say it, too, only because it makes contextual right. sense, no, right? Yes. But I would argue that it's even more important for Quentin Tarantino's character to say it in Pulp Fiction because there's nothing about that character that tells you that he's not on the up and up until he says it. Right. And the moment he says it, you're like, oh, this is a different type of individual. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it tells a lot. Um, let me ask you a question to close this up because we do have to move on. Do you think that Joe Rogan is a racist? I would almost say no if it was just if it was isolated to the context of him saying that word. However, that planted an eight ship kind of messed me up, man. I, so that is that I'll is, be honest with you. That is a fucked up one. I mean, you can't explain that away. That's that's fucked up. So he so. did. Exp- he did, I, I I hate being put. I hate being put. Wasn't it uh, Chris Rock that was like. Uh, Love black people. Tired of defending them. Mm-hmm. I do feel that way sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have used references before that after I said them, I've been like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that's going to land. You know, because I don't know the person that well or whatever the case. And I mean, that Planet of the Apes is a fish out of water story, ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. And he was trying to explain, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that he was right or wrong. I'm offering it. I'm saying that this is his explanation of it, and I can see it. It's not beyond the plausibility yeah. of belief. That, like, he was felt like a fish out of water and then said, what am I in Planet of the Apes? Yeah. It's like, okay, very poor. Like, you know, like Batman told Joker, let her go. Oh, very poor choice of words. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> but but it, you know what Batman meant. Yeah. I, th- I, I just think it's one of those things where, okay, to answer your question, there's a such thing as unintentional racism, too. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be racist to have unintentional racism or bias. And I think that might have been on display with Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Not saying he's a racist, but it was racist for him to say something like that, whereas black people historically have been contextualized and, and whatnot as monkeys, apes. So and, I think that know, that's a fair point, that you can say racist things without being racist. Yeah. I think that that's a fair point. I, I think don't think nuanced. that gets... People don't understand that. I would agree. Yeah. The only reason why I, br- I bring up that last question, what about you, Dante? I'd like to get your, your view on that as well. Uh, just based on what I've heard and listened to, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the man behind closed doors. But Correct. the way that he Correct. does his podcast... Just based on what you open, know. You feel like you know the dude. <clears throat> so I right. would say no. So I would say no also. Now, Andrew Schultz, are you familiar with him? I love Andrew Schultz. <laughs> I love him to death. Good dude. Love him to death. He's, He's a big Joe Rogan fan too, so he does he is. have bias? Correct, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But he put out this tweet on February fifth of of the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two. The Rogan hit job started with misinformation about the vaccines and shit that didn't stick. So now it's racism. Next, it will be misogyny. After that transphobia they are trying to make him radioactive because they fear his influence this isn't about hate it's about silencing a man they can't control that's february 5th mm-hmm. february 6th the sun the newspaper podcaster joe rogan now slammed for over 2000 over 2011 video of him laughing about forcible female comedians about forcing female comedians to have sex like, <clears throat> whether he's a racist or not in his heart of hearts, I don't know. I don't get that vibe from listening to him or from seeing him in interviews or what have you. He has a lot of, uh, like, a vast variety of guests on. Now, racism is a, it's a, it's, 
No, I, I think based on the definition of racism, and you know, no, I would because agree because it's, it's built on an institution and, and certain feelings. But, but I do agree that this is a hit. No. They're after him, and I don't know who they are. Mm. So, but whoever they are are after him. I know he's on the he's on the, he's on the bullseye now. They want his head, that, and oh. when one thing isn't sticking, they are just moving it on happened. to the We've next. We've seen it happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, back when uh, before the election, twenty twenty election. He had Bernie Sanders on, mm-hmm. and that it kind of started there a little bit, where his name started popping up in the media, mm-hmm. ways to discredit Bernie. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Rogan uh, has said these types of things in the past. Again, <clears throat> pulling pulling parts of the podcast out of context, and then <clears throat> you know once we get to the COVID, mm-hmm. it, you know again as he said, you know everybody's talking about what he's done and what he's taken. Nobody's talking about the fact that it worked. Right. All they're talking about is like, oh well, he's he's taking horse dewormer. And it's like that didn't stick. All right. Well, let let's go to the next level. And, and I know listening to you know, especially when it comes to fighters, he speaks a lot about Fallon Fox, which is a transgender uh, fighter who right. used to be a man, became a woman uh, at age. And now 32. waxing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there, there was a fight where kidding, the, the info the wasn't out there that that Fallon used to be a man, and and she had cracked another woman's skull in a fight Mm -hmm. so you know that but you know you get everybody defending this fighter and joe's coming from a scientific point talking Mm -hmm. about specific things and why that's not right especially when that information wasn't allowed you know so 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 that's gonna come out eventually the same thing about the swimmer though so i I think that's a moot point but but with fighters it's different because you are punching people in the face knee them in the face elbow like you're Hurting You're someone. hurting someone, yeah, and I, and I do feel like uh, there is an element of whether he's a racist or not. To me, it doesn't at this level of the conversation doesn't even matter because, and, and I was telling Dante or talking to Dante earlier, it, the person that's has a protest sign out on the front lawn that's shouting. Peppy puppies should be pet ten times a day. You should honor your mother and father. You should go to work on time. You should be nice, and you should love people, and you should eat your vegetables, and you should say your prayers at night. That's not the speech that we need to protect. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's the fucking bozo that stands on the Capitol in a white cloak, out of time, speaking ridiculous things. That that's when we kind of need to stand up and be like, look. We have to protect that because now is kind of when it matters. Because just because they see this as dangerous now, who's to say they won't see what we feel is good as dangerous in 10 years from now? And they pull Trump off of Twitter. Everybody's celebrating. It's like, slow down because you can be next. Now, I will say, to kind of close out, um, make no mistake about it. I don't give a fuck about Joe Rogan being racist. (laughs) No, No, in the sense that... You can kiss my ass with Joe Rogan. I want the racist judges, police officers, senators, Congress people. I want them to be put on blast. I can give a fuck about what a podcaster say. He doesn't have as much influence as the people who make the laws in this country. So I think we need to make and enforce laws in this country. I don't I, I th- see that stuff as kind of a distraction because we got some 70, 80, 90 old motherfuckers who I know was in this some fuck shit years ago. Sure. Making laws and enforcing laws in this country. I think that's what we need to focus our energy on. I agree with everything you said except for 
his influence. He might be more influential. He's influential, he, but is he impactful in the sense that he makes these laws? Lo- yeah, no, that's what he's I'm not I, legally so impactful, impact, but I'm socially sorry. impactful. Absolutely. <clears throat> but that's that's my point about Joe Rogan. There's also one thing I, I'm going to close out with. This is just a, another example uh, that's funny to me now in hindsight, just being as how the cookies have fallen. Joe Button had a exclusive podcast deal with Spotify. It went sour. Joe Button took a very vocal approach about the bullshit that was going on corporately behind the scenes. A smear campaign started on Joe Button. Always fucking with Joes. A hit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, just not your average Joes. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but a hit campaign started on him, and they pulled up this one segment from a podcast that he did uh, where they had a dog on set and the dog was laying on his back and he said some shocking, he said like, you ever just want to reach out and just, you know, give him a little jerk just to help him out? And it was just being stupid and ridiculous and funny and if you listen to the show, you would never take it, but it became an animal rights thing. It became all this in an effort to smear him because he had upset the status quo. And once again, on two people on two different sides of almost everything politically, um, the, the free speech for both matters. You know, what about that lady who was jerking off dolphins back in the seventies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, uh, and then the only last thing I was going to talk about was uh, r- quickly was the the Batman poster got released. I don't know if you've seen it or not. I, I'm not actually a big fan of it. It's very collagey. It's not my it's not my oh, yeah. bag. So, I haven't seen it. But what's interesting about it is if you take a black light to it, there's all sorts of like hidden messages and shit in it. You take a oh, black light okay. to anything, there's going to be hidden messages. I thought that was going in a different direction. <laughs> but um, you know, to, to play on the Riddler, theme. I like that. Yeah, are, I like. Are it you too. looking forward to it? I am, but I'm very. I, I I don't know what it is. There's this voice in the back of my mind that's like this one. This one might be off. Really? Yeah. There's something telling me that this one might be off. Me and uh, Kelly are going to see it. I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think we might all be going. Okay. Well, we're in talks. Got you. But we can set a date and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, say that to say this. I, I don't like the cow. I don't. There's a couple of other weird things I've heard about in regard to the a prequel book yeah. that came out. I'm trying to keep an open mind about it. Right. I am too. Uh, there's just things about it that just make me feel a little weird. I don't know. I can't, can't tell you why. Um, and then that's it. Uh, questions. Uh, oh, let me do my, let me use the unread feature. <laughs> All right. So uh, obviously most people write in thinking that Chris and Joe are going to be here, but uh, so we have, this is from Paul C. So we've now reached the 30th anniversary of image comics. First question in honor of that milestone. What are some great image comics moments that have always stuck out in your minds? This could be something <laughs> about the company itself, an event, a title, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what's the best image title and what is your favorite image title? They don't have to be the same. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, the best image title is probably Saga. Um, and it, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's probably the best thing to ever come out of image and, and image makes some great shit, especially now. Um, what about, what about, let's just do that best and favorite. So we have Saga. Sarah loves it. Mm-hmm. I have not read it. I love the walking dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a crazy fan of that series. It's fucking great that's probably the most successful thing to come out of image yeah yeah i, I, I would agree um now there there is a moment in the early years of um image black history month uh shadow hawk i can't remember the issue number i, I have the issue though uh-huh. where you know you don't know the identity of this character mm-hmm. and there's a criminal 
who's uh you know doing something he's screaming out the n-word and <clears throat> just horrible and Shadowhawk rips off his mask and reveals he's black mm. and and you know that was a big deal when it's i think the issue came out like 94 do you remember the spider-man book that did something similar it was a McFarlane. It was on the McFarlane run. Vaguely, this guy, like uh, this, this white guy, was mugged by a black guy. Um, Spider Man came down, webbed up the black guy, the mugger, and capital M. And the uh, uh, real quick, uh, a buddy of mine, it was also black. Was like uh, he was like man. He's like sometimes like he's like ah, sometimes I'll be feeling way about black now because motherfuckers use a capital R on one word and then they use a capital L on the other word. Him with the black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway um webs up the mugger and then uh the the victim is like thanks man you know how and he says some some t- and uh spider-man says what makes you think i'm white mm. and then zips off you know um mm. yeah there's a good, there's another good, good moment yeah um uh, yeah, walking dead is probably my favorite and i mean just based off my experience i would say the best you know yeah, it's definitely the most successful i like I had a problem reading it because it's black and white and black and white and like <laughs> I, I I had like I have, I would I would have to like be like okay it's like it's the guy with the hat I couldn't tell the so, characters apart sometimes I was like you know I had to go back a couple pages and the early artwork is tough mm-hmm. because everyone looks like well, I think once you like once you get to like issue whatever how the volumes right now every six issues so mm-hmm. issue like twelve. Mm-hmm. There's a new artist, mm-hmm. and the characters or are easier to become a little bit more unique. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, and then motherfuckers get maimed and fucked up, so you got to tell. <laughs> right, well, that was the thing. The it's such a revolving ear. door. The new characters, yeah. oh, like people dying. I was like, man, I can't get this shit straight. I say Walking Dead was one of my. Fa- I had all the compendiums, and I, yeah. you know, I was reading it. So for a while, it was. But I think for me personally, as far as my favorite would be Invincible. Oh yeah, that's like great. my favorite hands down. Between the comic and also the animated series, which is phenomenal, I, like I love it, and it's just yeah, that um, book is great. Both yeah. done by Robert Kirkman. Robert, yep. Robert Kirkman. Yeah. So I'll tell you, like my, my some of my favorite image. I remember when uh, Death was it Death Match or Death Watch? It was yeah, like, Death it was like Death Mate. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the dolphin again. Um, but like, it, it was like uh, the Top Cow characters and the Wildstorm characters had yeah. like a big crossover event, and there's multiple covers and foil covers and all that kind of shit. That '90s shit. But um, I remember like they went on fucking tour, you know, and like a comic. It was like a comic book bus went on tour like it was painted the side like it had like the you know like it was a fucking band coming to town um they were rock stars they were fucking yeah, rock stars you, you know and i and I, I met them at this fucking comic book store and the whole bit stood in line like the whole bit um but my favorite moment i think of of image was when because all those books were for the most part pretty poorly written early on you know it was all you know sub style over substance yeah look at spawn so spawn was probably the best of them but like yeah so Wildstorm was Jim Lee's team and it was built on this like ancient war of these alien species fighting the the Caribum and the Daemonites. And Alan Moore got a hold of this shit at like issue 50 and made them both go back to their planet, like made the, the Wildcats go back to their home planet and they found out that the war had been over for like hundreds of years. So every, they just didn't get word. So everybody that they had lost in this bullshit war was for nothing. Damn. 
And like, you know, like, and like, but it's just Alan Moore doing it. Oh, I was just two things I don't do normal shit or shave. <laughs> um, but you know, like, uh, it was just him doing crazy beard shit and it, but it fucking is brilliant, you know? Um, but yeah, I've congrats to image, man. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So then there was, uh, Kevin S said dopamine fix of selling versus buying hey power ragers happy new year you guys spend a lot of time talking about getting new shit but i wanted to ask about selling old a few years back i was unemployed and found myself with a new baby and no way to contribute to the household other than uh you know selling parts of my collection it was depressing at first, but pretty soon I started getting excited every time I saw something sold. I began going through my collection with a fine-tooth comb, searching sold eBay listings to figure out what the, what the worth was, what I could sell next, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even after getting a decent job and not needing to sell off things to make ends meet, I still do. I reevaluate my collection on a near constant basis and sell things that are no longer relevant to me, using those funds to get new shit. Um, my question is this, have you guys ever gotten into the rhythm of selling parts of your collection and found you actually enjoy that as much? <clears throat> so I think I, I think I'm able to scratch that itch cause they're selling itch is real. Like the making money selling itch, like that whole bit is real. But I think I get that from like the, the drawing stuff. Like I scratch that itch that way. I, I, I have enjoyed like every now and then, like I'll go through and, and purge the collection. Like I'll fine tune it. Like, okay. It's gotten, I need to focus mm-hmm. it a bit. But oftentimes when I sell it, I'm like, oh, great, great. I feel great. Look at all this money I got. Yes. And then I go to ship it. And I'm like, oh, I don't have as much money as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, eBay. That's kind of how I feel. But I, 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 I know I much more prefer buying than selling. I, I know that for sure. I'm going through it right now. But selling? The, the selling. That, yeah. that's, I, and it's no, for no particular reason except like, I might, my taste may change. Mm-hmm. As you know, I switched over from exclusively Transformers to a mix of Transformers and Hot Toys a couple of years ago. But now it's one of those things where, where before I was buying everything that I thought looked cool at the time, I was like, all right, got to refine it, rein it in. Right. And so since I, th- I was just looking up since November, I've, I've sold three things that I've had in my collection for a few years. What would you sell? It was the True Force, both True Force Mega Man and... Um, oh, the, the, did you have a classic shredder. coloring of those? I had the X and the black one. Oh, go figure. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I tried to justify keeping a black one. Well, you know what? I, I didn't have it displayed anymore. I was like, you know, let me... And, and also what it is, is when you see the sold listings mm. for certain items in your collection, you're like, okay. It's like stock market shit. Like, all right, sell now. Because um, if it's not adding to my collection in a meaningful way, yep. and I can get a good price on it, a good dollar amount, then I might as well sell it. Because yep. it's not doing me any favors sitting in a box. I get it. Um, I nothing, get it. No shame on box collectors. But right. My thing is, and I sold the shredder. I uh, can't remember the, the 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 one that came out a couple of years ago with all the accessories. Oh yeah, the the third party one. Yeah, and yeah. that one was selling. It's for a great figure. First Gokin, that's what it is. Little I, ankle issue, but great figure did. overall. Yeah. But if if I had been able to find a reasonably priced Krang, Krang, yeah, I that Krang, I Krang could, is still fantastic. I couldn't get it, yeah. so I was like, you know what? It's no point. Um, but yeah, that selling high is real because now I can reinvest it in. You know, like I said, I'm buying the Thanos, and, right? And so now I'm looking through my hot toys, like, okay, what? what fix, fits in my collection. And right. Looking at a couple of my Transformers, I'm like, okay, what do I really want? I've got a couple of the Mastermaids that I'm like, okay, I thought I wanted this. And it was good for the time being, but I'm probably going to end up selling those too. It's the Trypticon and the Devastator mm-hmm. Mastermaid. Great figures. But as far as my collection, I'm like, uh, not, you know, doing it for me. Yeah. I mean, I look at prices of some of the legends that I have 
Yes. And I'm like, damn. But, you know. <laughs> Every now and then there'll be that weird one that's just like. Like uh, Shadowcat from that, that first X-Men wave back in uh, 16. Oh, really? It's just like 130. Like the yellow black? The, the, I, yeah. Oh, man. I was like, wow, really? Yeah. Like, damn. Like I pulled up Rogue, can't find a price on her. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. But, you know, I don't I don't have any intention of so first i'm lazy i'm not i'm not going up to the post office and mail some shit off the <laughs> fuck them like if you're local and you're like hey i'll meet you here work we can do that right but if, if i gotta send it to australia eat a dick <laughs> gotcha i only do continental u.s shipping um that, i specifically specify that in my listings but local is much better yeah if it's local and I, you know, I see some like, oh, this person like around the corner. They yeah, want this. I've done All that right. before. Where I let's meet up here. Yeah, but I do prefer that. Uh, next question is from Ibuka. Uh, he says, "Howdy, inner our crew, and happy Chinese New Year." I agree that the new Pattinson yeah. bat suit isn't the Black greatest. History month, but you know, <laughs> you, you see how they do that? <laughs> He's black. <laughs> So. Which is even worse. Yeah. Come on, son. Shout out to you. He, 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 thought, he thought Joe was going to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably did. He probably did. Um, I agree that uh, Joe hates Chinese New Year, too, though. So he, 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 you know, he's from Hong Kong. They got a beef. It goes back. You can read about it. Um, I agree that the new Pattinson bat suit isn't the greatest. I feel it's less like a bat suit and more of a generic SWAT uniform with a cape, mm-hmm. cowl, and symbol put on there, uh, which is a bit of a bummer because I think DC has been nailing their costumes. Vigilante and Aquaman 2, Black Manta being some of my favorites interesting so my favorite question is what do you think makes a good costume interpretation for live action and are there costumes that you feel are a perfect translation from book to film that's about it thanks for your pod and thanks for your time um i think it needs to be like it needs to be new but it needs to capture a realistic spirit of it do you know what i mean like you know, like I've had this conversation before about like some things just don't translate well. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, when Superman Man of Steel came out, people were like, "No trunks." And it's like, no, dude, they're not going to have trunks because it doesn't translate well. Like it's going to yeah. look like he's wearing red underwear. It's goofy. Yeah, like um, so, Brandon Roth one had trunks and it didn't, and look it looked good. goofy. Yeah. You know, it worked during the Christopher Reeves era because we was also more innocent. You know, like it's just fun, fun and games. But now, like the stakes are higher. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I'm trying to think about costumes that, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, the Joker, the Joker costumes are usually pretty great because it's just a purple suit, right? I think that DC has been doing a pretty good job. Like the even the the Deathstroke uh, mm-hmm. costume looked yeah. great. Um, you know, I wish they could have explored some of that a bit more. Uh, Marvel wise. Some of them I, I'm hit or miss on. Like I, I actually I don't I, like I don't think the Thor costume is a great one. It's you know, basically it's, it's not even costume either. It's just like yeah, it's just like it's just like it, it doesn't seem foreign enough to me. Like he's from another dimension yeah. or whatever. You know, um, but yeah, to me is about capturing a realistic new, but in the spirit of interpretation. Because I, I do get tired of seeing the same exact shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I want it to be a little new, but um. It also has to make sense. Yeah. Like, if you can, you know, like when they did start at the MCU uh-huh. before Disney bought it, I mean, the costumes were still kind of, the stories even too, yeah. were updated. Everything was updated, but it still paid respect right. to what came before Correct. it. I mean, when you look at the first Avengers movie, you look at that Captain America costume, <laughs> it was a little fucking dumb. But when they went to Winter Soldier and then, you know, Civil War, <clears throat> you know, they yeah. didn't start updating and more pad and it made sense. It's funny just to stay on brand with the conversation of today, but Porter 
went and who I'm quite fond of, but he went and saw uh, Black Panther in the theater. And uh, when he told me that, I was a little taken back at first, <laughs> um, without fully thinking it through, I guess. But I was like, "What other ones have you seen?" And he was like, "Nothing." I was like, "Dude, you're a culture vulture." <laughs> <laughs> of my culture <laughs> i was like black panther is more mine than yours because i grew up with this character i know you know like um but it's just funny um trying, you got any of the spring to mind i love the wonder woman suit like the, wonder yeah, woman the was great. You know i mean except for 84 when they made, put her in the heels i didn't like that so i think the question has to come up i'm never going to get upset about putting wonder woman in heels i'm yeah, be honest with true, you true <laughs> but in live action i'm like is it functional right, so right, i think right. you have to ask yourself what kind of movie are you making are you making a a true you know page to screen adaptation or are you going to do your own thing mm-hmm. if you're going to do your own thing i think you should take certain liberties with the costume <clears throat> while paying homage to homage 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 i say homage but yeah, I, I, I think it's up for it debate is. Is it i don't use that word effect yeah. or effect paying tribute to what came before <laughs> because i think you can do your own thing with certain costumes without going too far left like it's it's like think of x-men and was a 2000 something where they mm-hmm. put all the other black suits yeah. they weren't yeah. realistically they, they look cool i guess but they didn't look like what we what we knew as the x they weren't indicative they didn't yeah. capture the spirit and they weren't functional you right. know for a fact nobody's flipping and kicking and stuff <laughs> right, in that right 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 so i think you have to <clears throat> if we get a live action bishop i don't want him to look like that no right no so you have to think of what kind of movie are you making and is it going to be like more grounded? Is it whatever? I yeah. think one of the ones that stands out to me is the Winter Soldier had a great costume. Yeah, I for think, sure. Yeah. I definitely think based on what he was performing, uh, you're going to like this. Black Panther had a great <laughs> costume because it was functional. And it, you know, some people, when they put the helmets and stuff on, it looks like a bobblehead. Yeah. Well, the fact that his, I think his helmet is pretty much all CGI. Yeah. And I so think that so helps to, tremendously. Yep. So you have to think about what you're going to do with it. Does it, look better for us to have CGI aspects or practical, practical yeah. effects. I mean, you saw with Green Lantern, CGI ain't always the way to go. No. But um, there, there are others where it, it works. Work. So yeah. I, I think, and it should evolve over time, I do believe. To your point <clears throat> with Captain America, he evo- his costume evolved over time to where mm-hmm. he looked less goofy to like, okay, I can see that being his, his costume. And well, I, I like, uh, to, also to your point, that Marvel has done this thing where they've tried to shoehorn like the comic book look like you know, mm-hmm. just to, like just as a tip of the hat, like Captain America wearing the comic book suit to go be the propaganda guy yeah. during the war, yeah. uh, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision wearing this the costumes yeah, the Hall- at Halloween and shit. Like I, I yeah. have liked how they've done that. In um, and with Black Panther, as you saw in Civil War, you know the helmet came off, but then when you get to the actual Black Panther movie, now it's part like the part suit of the suit, yeah. the uh, uh, necklace. Yeah. So, you know. I had something else. Oh, X Men Apocalypse with Psylocke. Mm, yeah, that yes. costume is like, That's hot, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fan service wise, we're like, yes, they're doing it. But then when you really watch, it's like, what the fuck is this? Is that functional? Yeah. Is she going to yeah. take time to put those little bands on her arm? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm still not mad at it. I, no, I'm not either. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just a, like I'm a double down. I'm kinda, a double kinda, down on. Kind of fucking goofy, but I'll watch it again. It's just, yeah, just oh, it's yeah. to distract her enemies. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> During combat, <laughs> definitely worked. It worked with me. <laughs> Got me. But to his point, I, the new Batman suit, I think you got to give it a chance. I agree, but I'm, I'm treating it as a year one Batman, so he still needs to tweak it. Yeah, I think we, we yeah. Did so several yeah. year one Batmans know, right? at this point, it's like, okay, can I get a year well, I, like many years later Batman? I loved when uh, Christian Bale was in like the ski mask in like 
you know, yeah. like, and like t- like cargo pants and shit like that. Just to explore that. I love when he had the the stapler to Gordon's head, yes. you know, and, and Gordon was like, you're only one man. Now we're two. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That you just reminded me. My favorite suit. Daredevil. I like. The modern one, the modern one from Netflix, or the series. or the uh, <laughs> the uh, Ben Affleck one. It's okay. not the Ben Affleck one. It's the okay. modern one, only because they showed the process of how he made it, yeah. how yeah. Melvin made it, and what everything what went into it. Like yeah. he reinforced the helmet, and this has this. this has, so I think that stood out to me, and because I've recently rewatched the series, <clears throat> I love uh, like I love cyborgs the way they did cyborg in these like that. It looks like he's in pain, yeah. Like you know, like it's like it doesn't look like a pleasant experience. Yep. Like he's not just running around booyahing you to death. Yeah. Like he's just like it's 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 like it's like a fucking tragic yeah. look at that. Like, but it's still in the right spirit. It's still yep. in the right you know. Cyborg is Sophie's favorite character. She's been reading it was uh, Teen too. Titan Go. She loves Cyborg and Beast Boy. Yeah, it's like, oh, of course. Uh, Dr. Diecast, my man Sanjay writes in, Dear NRR, I would like to follow up on and applaud Chris' comments on the metrics of trade schools and the successful careers they generate. Education in America stresses achieving high grades in traditional subjects. This teaches students to focus on obtaining these high grades and not necessarily obtaining knowledge. That's why so many good test takers have no common sense or practical mm. skills, which man, you and I both off. know. My wife and I both did it right so to speak straight A's top SAT scores host of extracurricular activities to pad our college resumes when we finished our higher education we did secure careers with excellent compensation oh dude love to hear it (laughs) But, but, uh, but we're also responsible for significant and I mean significant debt we both worked tirelessly to pay off that debt and a few years ago we had the good fortune of buying a second home a beachfront condo on the Jersey Shore brag much however however um, hold on, I've, I've hit the wrong button. <laughs> there it is. Um, however, we lo- um, we lost out on the premier condo in this building when at last second we were outbid by, wait for it, the owner of an HVAC company. <laughs> this goes to show you were, uh, you, you there are many ways in our wonderful, in this wonderful country of ours to become successful. Mm-hmm. Sanjay, I agree. And, um, and I think I championed trade schools too. I like, I think college is great for instance, for you, for people that know exactly what it is they want to be. And they know a certain, like my wife wanted to be a PT. She had to take these courses to become a PT to get certified. She got those courses. She got out with a tremendous amount of debt like yourself and then became a PT. Um, I went to school and I was like, I guess I'll be this, you know, you're supposed to do this. Right. And then I got out and I couldn't do shit. So, um, yeah, I agree. All right. So blaster writes in again, and because uh, a lot of people we we talked last week about that that phrase like I'm not a number I'm a man, but uh, they told me the movie it came from. Forgive me, I don't I've forgotten it again. But they were saying that it was, it was used in um, Iron Maiden records, and I think that's where I remember it from. So uh, he sent in some more uh, some more audio clips. We'll play them real quick to use to pad our buttons here. Uh, let's see here. We got this one. Adultfriendfinder.com. <laughs> 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 All right, <Yeah>. wonky donkey. <laughs> Do they serve alcohol at Denny's? <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. I'm not a number. I'm a man. There you go. And then here we go. Your last one. Fuck. Hey, so, I like that one. I like that one. Close up. Um, Rogue War said, what's up, Nerd Rage crew? Before we begin, I just wanted to give you guys a huge thank you for taking the time every week to share your stories, Nerd Week's jokes, news, opinion, shenanigans, and good old-fashioned monkey business. 
Easy does it now. It is a weekly staple. I would have trouble doing this without. Uh, it is a weekly staple. I would have trouble doing without. And always love hearing you guys. On to the question, which has a few parts. The powers that be at Hollywood have granted you unlimited funds and resources to produce a movie about your life. It can be about your life experiences or a fictional role of your choosing, but still portraying some of your personal characteristics. What type of movie structure would you choose? Comedy, action, sci-fi, drama. Let's start there. Uh, probably drama. Probably a drama. I'll be honest. <laughs> Dante's is a horror story in, in Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know me. I, li- I like to get a good joke in there, so it would be a drama. But you got to be able to laugh at that shit too. Yeah, some of that shit's kind of fucking goofy. What about you? I think it'd be a romantic comedy starring Matthew McConaughey <laughs> in blackface. In blackface. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, out of any actor, actresses, who would you pick to play the part of you? You could also play, I mean, I, it's got to be Bill Burr, right? Like, I like that. Yeah. yeah. That fits. It fits. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, uh, Mackie. You think Anthony Mackie? You think Falcon? <laughs> you think Black Falcon could do me justice? I think also because you don't like him. Like I, 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 so, like, I, I told you, my, like, I have a theory on it that I, I will not believe you if you detest it. But, but so, so, Evan hates Anthony Mackie. Um, and my, uh, but I think that you two kind of favor one another. Striking Viper's ass. In, in, in some regards. <laughs> and I think that one time your wife said that he was attractive ever since. <laughs> you written him off, is my theory. He's, he's like my, my, Evil twin. I yes. Guess. Um, it, you know what? I can't be mad at him. He's fine with me. I, me and Anthony Mack are at peace. He's fine. <laughs> I like what he did for Captain America. Oh, so, dude, look at you, know, you Black History Month, dude. Good you, for him. We got to stop all you've this. You've been working on internal, you. Yeah, exactly. I, I can recognize a good good dude. So I take back what I said about Anthony Mackie. His right. first iteration of Falcon was trash. However, you've grown to like him. I've grown to like him. Fair enough. He could play, he could play me in a movie. <laughs> I'll tell you, Dante, this is a peculiar one. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, me being selfish, I'm going to go with Black James Bond. I can't say his name because I don't know how to pronounce it. Idris, Idris Elba? If you, yeah, sure. Whatever. I can see that. Like, I'm going to uh, go with that guy because was like, he's so handsome. Like, I would get the what? dude who played I'm the UPS beautiful. man on a Mad TV. <laughs> say Phil wow, Lamar. Okay. All right. Not okay with that. I love what you like. I love coming here. <laughs> I, I like to think again that, uh, you know, I'm a beautiful man like black james bond oh yeah just like i, I think of beautiful man like bill burr yeah i have a realistic i feel like i could go international too and be james bond <laughs> I, could go international. I got i got skills i could do shit hey, the scarf says it all <laughs> yeah i show up with my scarf yeah. stringer doorbell <laughs> <laughs> um uh, what would the rating be r for me hmm. yeah, i mean definitely r for me I mean, I could get away with PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that. Mass market that shit. I believe that. R for Dante for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, hard R. I, I mean, it, like, we would try. <laughs> <laughs> that was unintentional. Perfect. <laughs> that <shit> was good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it, um, he says a brief, uh, he says if we are lucky enough to have Dante or oh. another guest, uh, please have them throw their hats in the ring as well. So, uh, oh. You're in luck. A brief, a brief story outline for bonus points. No, uh, it, it'd be about an abused kid that grows up <laughs> smoking and drinking and fighting around the world. <laughs> um, 
All right, Jeremy B says, uh, "What's up, Nerd Ragers? First time, long time, and I have some questions for the team." Chris, uh, I miss our special talks on Mondays, so I figured I'd reach out here. Uh, sorry, Chris is not here. So, um, he, but he says, "My wife's ninety-year-old grandma Helen was a huge pro wrestling fan." Nice. <laughs> from the 60s through somewhere around WrestleMania 4 or 5. She isn't aware that K-Fob ever existed or that it died the K-fabe. embarrassing K-Fabe. That's what I'm, I'm thinking about the shit opens doors. Chris. <laughs> As you might imagine, our conversations are fascinating. As a thought... Ex- oh, I think he's meant thought experience. <laughs> but I tell you, if, if she's down for the thought experience, give her my number. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, how would you explain deathmatch wrestling to Helen and sell her on his virtues? Do you know what deathmatch wrestling is? I do. How would you sell it to to a ninety year old grandma? Holy crap! Down for the thought experience. That, like, <laughs> so there's this big black pipe. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> now deathmatch experience. So, so she's an old school wrestling fan, huh? Yeah, that's what it says. I don't think if you're an old school wrestling fan, you're really going to get down with deathmatch, but because it's so gory, it's, it's the mm. blood and everything, like the backyard yeah. wrestling kind of stuff, you know, where they take the uh, was it light tubes and yeah. tacks and all this. It's very bloody, very gory, very you know, it's deathmatch, right? Barbed wire shit, right, 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 right. Um, it, it's how would you like? That's tough. You I can't mean, get an old school fan yeah, into something like that. Can't really. I, I don't think there's a way to really sell it to an old school fan nah. because they're set in that that thought press process back then because even by the time she got out of it but around wrestlemania four or five yeah that still wasn't like oh my god a chair shot (laughs) yeah yeah. that that wasn't a thing yet so yeah it's a hard sell hey she might just have to pass on that one you can't you ain't gonna get her into that yeah just try to get her down for the thought experience just just trick her just put it on just put her see how she reacts that's what yeah uh joe joe's not here but we'll try it anyway like many people our age my first modern experience with anime was ghost in the shell also the first dvd i ever watched anime didn't stick for me too much cloak stepping on my taste yeah i get it (laughs) you you stepped on my cloak um but the okatu culture continues to interest me uh were you into anime before this time and if so how did it work before streaming and dvd made things more accessible so uh jeremy you'll have to resubmit this question because i'm not responsible enough to keep this stuff organized uh, if you want joe's joe's information there bobby a couple years ago you talked about the exciting prospect of NECA going deep into the tmnt cartoon line at the time you said you were all in and i was right there with you but you only dreamed as big as mondo gecko i think it's fair to say NECA has exceeded our all expectations in regards to character completion good on them but now i'm a handful of pre-orders and usagi Jimbo, a human baxter stopman away from calling my tmnt complete how far out are you will you see it all the way to the end what are your thoughts on the way the neck has been achieving the goals except uh achieve and what is their diminishing returns are we already stockman yeah baxter got the tyler perry one (laughs) yeah i was gonna say which one did you get (laughs) <laughs> so look uh, it's i'll say this well you know what's interesting in the car in the comic book he was a black guy and they changed it in the cartoon um which i was also for the record gentlemen i was against i was adamantly against um but i was also against uh terry fitzgerald being a white guy and spawn as well mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah we talked about it yeah but um now, if you just leave fucking Human Torch alone, we could get back to business. But but well, let's get. <laughs> just, well, it's either make them both. They both I know. I agree. Same. I agree. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, <clears throat> but um, in regard to this, uh, I would say this: I am amazed that within pretty much a year and a half, 
NECA has almost completed the Turtles line, and here I am eight years into Transformers, still waiting for a fucking Protectabot set. Mm. You know, like, what NECA, like, NECA toys are not great. They look great, they're painted great, but they're not great toys. <clears throat> but the fact that they have been able to go as far into this line as they have is the is one of the most impressive things that I've ever seen and deserves a lot more credit. That being said, as far, I'm going to go as far as my displays will allow me. When my display is full, my collection is full. And that's it. I am with you in the fact that I only want a Usagi Yojimbo, the rabbit, the Samurai uh, Rabbit. Yeah, I, I know. All- and I'm done. I, like, I've got all, all my major checks are done. But it's not like if you put a Ray Filet out there, I'm not going to pick it up. Of course, <laughs> I'm going to pick a Ray Filet. <laughs> Cause I don't have any sense, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I, I like, I'm willing to explore it as far as it will go in regard to how much my collection can hold my shelves. But when the shelves are full, my collection's full and I don't need any more after you saw Jimbo. I'm good. Uh, is my, my thought there, but I agree that they, they need a lot more credit than they're getting. <clears throat> uh, Billings wrote in and says, I have a multi-tiered question this week regarding celebrities. My mother always bought TV guide people, national Enquirer, and whatever other junk magazines that hung on the racks at the grocery checkout lines. She was always curious who was fucking who and how much money this made this person made for doing this movie or that song. Fast forward to the early mid two thousands when MTV died, everything about reality TV and the daily lives of celebrities it then came Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all the bullshit where celebs live in our faces and blah, blah, blah. Yep, I agree. I want to know if you hold celebrities up on a pedestal. Do you look up to them, any in, in particular? Would you like to meet any? And if so, what does that do for you? Would you be starstruck or experience a type of sensation? What if they were a complete dick? Um, I personally think it's all nonsense. We pay these people to entertain us um, and damn good money too. I, can, I can't think off the top of my head who I would even want to meet or if I would gain anything out of it. If I had to pick one, I think it would be Jack Black. He's always seemed like a cool guy. I think that's the most famous person I've met was Adam Sessler of the old tech TV game four. I saw him outside having a smoke at a convention in Seattle and said hi for a few minutes. Have a great week. Um, let me get back to these. We'll go piece by piece. I want to know if you would hold, if I, I don't hold celebrities up on a pedestal. Does not anyone? At no, not at all. Okay. Do you look up to any in particular? I do. I had to be honest. I like I look up I I look up to some like I look up to Kanye creatively. Mm-hmm. Like I think that some of the things that he's willing to do to push the boundaries on I like I'm I'm in awe of it. Mm-hmm. What? You got a smirk? What's, are you, are you, are you want to be a little smirk from from, from Chicago? <laughs> hey, you a little hey. smirk? I'm looking at it like, "Okay, Kanye. Well, you know mine's Dwayne Johnson and Will Smith." Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> I just love Oh, you out. you want to open you want to open marriage. <laughs> You want some entanglements. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I look up the Hove. Like, uh, that's a guy that, like, I'm like, man, like, that fucking guy came from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? And he's a fucking billionaire. Like, that, that shit, like, uh, it resonates with me. Um, ironically, I wouldn't want... I, I met him briefly at an airport, and I was starstruck by it. It's the only time I've been starstruck in my life. I've told the story before, but... He just was coming out of airport. It was right after the reasonable doubt, so he wasn't even a big deal at the time. Um, I saw him, and I was just like, Jay. That's all I could say. And then he just as he walked past me, and as he was walking past me, he went, uh, uh, and did a head nod. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I, I'll be honest with you. It sounds like, I, I, it sounds like some... Hey, yeah! <laughs> but, I, but, I, but I went into the bathroom, had to put water on my face. Like, did that shit just happen? You know, like, I'm 15 years old. Um, I couldn't believe it. But, uh, but I, I would never want to meet him now. You know, like, I, I don't think I would, 
I don't want to meet him now. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, like, I just don't feel the need to. I, I, if I were to meet a celebrity now, the person I would want to meet would be Gary Oldman. It's like a person that I want to like pick their brain um, about their art. But that's it. Uh, I, I do look up to Gary Oldman that way too, as an artist. Like, I, I think that he takes that that craft pretty seriously. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, Zack I don't. Snyder for being a fucking comic book god. <laughs> <laughs> What I always find impressive about Zack Snyder, this is his first movie was uh, The Dawn of the Dead, that that remake, mm-hmm. and it did great. It was a, I, I thought it was a really fucking good movie. Oh yeah, and then he followed that up with, uh, I think Watchmen or Three Hundred. It was like just like just one after one after the other. Yeah, just like starting his career like that. I just think he's visually amazing. Like same thing like yeah. that. Uh, uh, forgive me, I don't know his name. Uh, but the Indian dude that uh, did the Cell and. Um, yeah. He did a movie called The Fall. Also, just uh, he did Immortals. Also, yeah, uh, just a visually oh. amazing dude. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't. He, he started off in like car commercials. That's like his claim to fame. Like he did a ton of car commercials that were like beautifully shot, and then he got you know a movie deal. Actually, I feel like maybe Marilyn Phil brought that up when we were talking uh, on one of the horror movie podcasts. Mm-hmm. Somehow that came up. And I think he he pulled it up on his phone. It was like talk about the car commercial stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, and he kind of went back to the commercial life. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's weird, man. <clears throat> um, in terms of like what it would do for me, it's just for more so. It's more about for me, like meeting Gary Oldman. It would be about learning, like just yeah. you know, like about somebody's craft. Like that's it, just the information, you know. And if I were to meet Hove, it would just be about like you know, I would try to pick his brain as to like, how the fuck did you turn this into that? Like, just, just try to learn from him, you know? Damn, you're deeper than I am. Cause I, any celebrity that I, I would want to meet, it's just me feeling like, oh, they're probably cool. I want to hang out, have a drink with them or something like, you know, um, Samuel Jackson, I would love to sit there and just shoot the shit with him. <clears throat> like, cause I think he'd just be hilarious and just a good yeah. time to be around. So, I would try to meet Britney Spears now because it looks like she'd get a crazy top top. I'm telling you, sometimes you can, you can see, like, man, this is the time. If uh, It was Amanda Bynes a few years ago. Like, if this was a time for her to fuck a regular dude, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if they were a complete dick, that would suck. I'm trying to think if I've ever had, like, a super negative celebrity. Uh, like, the worst one I ever have is probably Billy D. Williams. He was just kind of an asshole. Like, really? Yeah, it was just disheartening, man. It was at a Star Wars convention. He like wouldn't take his shades off. Like, wouldn't take a picture of you. With, like, like he, just, he wouldn't even look up at you. Like, you would, he would, like he would sit there and just be looking at the table with a pen and just reach forty five. Just reach. So somebody <laughs> had one in line for him to sign, Mm-mm. and he was he like, did. he was like, get it out of here. He probably regrets that shit. Yeah, but he just he was just looking down at the table, pen in hand, and had his hand out to take your thing, bring it down. That's one of them contractual obligation yeah, signings. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, that is. Yeah, if you yeah, catch yeah. him on like when he wants to do it, I, I'm sure he'd probably be. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, you can always catch these people on a bad day. That's another thing. Like, you have no idea what they went through. Yep. You know, like, you just assume they're going to be the super cool person that you hold them to. Like, it has to be the right side. I met Maya. Um, no shit. Maya. Yeah. We were coming back from our honeymoon and we were in D.C. Uh, getting off. Out She's of from D.C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I look, oh, I think that's what she's short as shit. I, like, I think that's Maya. And my, my wife's like, oh, whatever, it's Maya. I was like, no, that's fucking Maya. <laughs> and keep in mind, we're coming back from our honeymoon. And not starstruck, but it's like, man, you know, she's like yeah. walking around, no security, no right. Yeah. Just said hi, and we, you know. She's just a good a regular show. star yeah. right now, not yeah, even a superstar. Exactly. <laughs> she had a nice little conversation with us, and we just went on about our day. Yeah, that's cool. Coolest celebrity I ever met probably was Ray Park. 
uh, like uh, Darth Maul, mm-hmm. like uh, he was. Uh, oh, and uh, Rosaria Dawson was super fucking oh, cool too. Yeah, I believe that. Um, but uh, she, like the the Ray Park story was like he was on his way to the bathroom, and Adam and I happened to catch him. We we're like Ray Park, and he's like, "Yeah, man." I was like, "Could we get like?" He has a line of people like wait, like paying money. Mm-hmm. Like, hey man, could we get a picture? He's like, "Fuck yeah!" Like just grabbed <laughs> us and like you know what I mean. Like just didn't have to. I, nice. I wouldn't have thought twice if he was like, "Look, man, I got a line." You know, like yeah, because it, it was fucked up of us to be fair. So I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But he, you know, he took a time out, so I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> what about you? You got any celebrities that you'd like to meet, Dante? I don't really fuck the Hardy's that. hand. <laughs> uh I, I don't care about celebrities i mean like yeah, it's just they're 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 people yeah. that's it i mean like that that's it the people like i mean as, as i was talking about before like when i reach out to fighters by being on off the mats mm-hmm. i'm not expecting a yes so mm-hmm. you know i've had a couple that have said yes and it's like oh it's true like it's true i really didn't have a plan for this right but other than that you know no fuck them <laughs> Richie K writes in and says, uh, "Howdy, spell table. Update to the D and D Star Wars game. You gave me some ideas to work with. Good. Funny enough, my player started out on the planet Felucia, so they were able to retrieve Aya Sakura's lightsaber as their adventure prompt and begin their journey. That's, a, that's like one of the things that we recommended. Um, next, they are headed in the direction of uh, Megiddo to see if they can locate Kiati Mundi's saber. Oh, awesome! So he's taking a bit of our. We, we gave some recommendations as to what we okay. would do. You know, so that, that's cool. Um, I'm Felucia. feeling this- in the Middle East, <laughs> <laughs> it's a planet in Star okay. Wars. <laughs> it could be in the Middle East of the galaxy. I don't know exactly where it sits. It's all the same. Um, I'm 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 filling the story with a bunch of original planets and characters so they can have a lasting effect in their version of the galaxy. But I've also had some familiar faces faces along the way. Cad Bane has been hunting one of them, um, and they have been they've crossed paths and been betrayed by Hondo. Currently, we are aboard a derelict Geonosian warship playing heavily into the ghost ship trope of every RPG ever. What other lesser-known characters and places would you guys suggest to fill out the game? Or specifically, Joe, what has been some memorable D&D obstacles? Well, hey, Joe's not here, unfortunately. Shit, man, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I, I felt like I shot my, emptied my clip last week, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I would maybe explore some. I, I'll be honest. There's, there's planets in the sequel trilogy specifically in episode seven that I found interesting, like uh Mas Kanata's planet that she was on, Takadane, some yeah. shit like that. Like it would be cool to tie that into something back in the prequel era. Maybe look at some of the sequel trilogy stuff and tie some of those to give them a little bit more meaning yeah, and depth. Yeah. It'd be my, my only recommendation. I'm, I'm about out of, out of ideas, man. I, I had you last week. <laughs> you, you, look, you took the, you took it off the giving tree. I got you know, man. I'm not, <laughs> <you know. clears throat> um, it's funny because I was really proud of my answer last week, and then now it's like, oh, it was what? And I'm like, fuck. I'm not really proud of this week's answer. I'm sorry. Um, KFC said, uh, "Sup, Power Rangers got a top five for each of you, going from five to one." Uh, so these, so all right, so who you'll be, Chris, because you know wrestling, and uh, you'll be one Dante because I don't know shit because you don't know shit about anime. <laughs> Um, fucking right doggy <laughs> sup power rages <laughs> got top five bobby the good old top five fans toys figures oh god i don't know man um and top five is a weird thing to say like top five like my favorite or the most impactful or the ones that changed the game like et cetera, et cetera. like i'd probably say that quake wave deserves a you spot better, yeah. in that top <laughs> five conversation um I'd probably say that their uh their motor master probably deserves a nod just because the whole fucking trailer is his backpack. You know, like 
who has done that before. Like it just deserves credit for that. Um, <clears throat> three, four, and five. Uh, let's see. I don't know, man. Uh, <clears throat> maybe probably they're Insecticons. I don't know. I'm not good at this. Uh, <laughs> I suck at top. Five. I, I top five. I could do other stuff. Uh, just uh, not not toys. Like um, I don't know. Like like the, the problem with fans toys. Like it's easier to do the shitty five because most of them are so good. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> um. So yeah. I, uh. Oh, probably the fucking Dinobots would be in the top five. It's like a five way tie across the thing. A Galvatron. It's fucking beautiful. So yeah, that that would be my my list. All right, uh, uh, Chris for the day. Yeah. Top five wrestling moments that you watched on TV as it aired or in person. Oh man, they man, I can aired. do that one. Oh, I yeah. can't do anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you both can give your top fives for that. Um, top five that aired. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Oh, he said, oh, because we knew that Joe wasn't going to come. So he said, uh, to the guest, turns out we have two guests. I don't know who you are yet, so I'm going to let Bobby and Pickerton each ask you a top five. Okay. And, oh, <clears throat> yeah, all right. Cool. We're good. Continue. Top five Wrestling moments. moments. Oh, man. Um, shit. Almost anything. <laughs> going to laugh. <laughs> Almost anything with The Rock. Oh, my God. I, I know. I see. I know. Okay. Matter of fact. Specifically, when the Rock joined the all... Nation of Domination, yeah. I thought you were going to say the Nation of Islam. I was like, I didn't know that. Happened. Same thing. <laughs> it, was, it was literally the same thing. What about when all the Dinks came out from Doink? <laughs> that was, that's my favorite part ever. <laughs> it is. Um, I want to say AEW as a whole, like coming oh, in. You, you and you and Chris yeah. are, are parking your cars in the same garage. Yeah, I think there. that's a big one. Just you got to chalk that up as a whole. Um, Stone Cold did something I can't remember what the fuck it was, but he, he's done a lot of. Things. He's done a lot of things exactly. He's he's on there somewhere. Um, you got to look specifically. I'm like shit. I, mean, I would his, say Kofi his, Kingston winning the uh, championship because that was that, big. That brought me back to. Yo, wrestling. I was like, I teared up. I was, <laughs> I was like, like, oh my god, man, that shit got me. Um, and Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. <clears throat> that that got me too. Yep. Um. No, I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna switch it up. unless you got one that you really want to mention. You got something no, 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 you really no, no. want to mention. Well, let me hear what you got. I want to hear top five horror movies. Top five horror movies. All right. In terms of fright or just good movies, if 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 somebody made you write down and you had to pick, it, you can define it however you want. So it could be fright or it could just be good. Or it could be whatever. Whatever you would you know define the genre as. Um, Train to Busan. Okay. It's a Korean zombie movie. It's f- dude, it's so fucking good, dude. Okay, okay. It, it's just like Korean horror movies, there's a a level of character development mm-hmm. and heart to their stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could probably fucking, out of the top five, probably give three. Wow. Like, like out of those. Wow, but, that's interesting. Uh, Train to Busan is, is you know, maybe now number one for me. I, I just love that movie so much. Um, <clears throat> fuck. Now my brain just went fucking blank. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Train to Busan. Uh, as far as just overall horror or like a good movie, I like to go back further because we've been watching older movies mm-hmm. lately. Um, the original Thirteen Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it, it, Jesus, like putting yourself back in that time and watching that movie 
for the time that it came out. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you watch it now, it's, it seems goofy. But if you put yourself in, you can understand why it was about the early, early 2000s one? No, 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 no. Yeah, From like, I, uh, I believe it was uh, the 40s. Okay, wow. I didn't know that there was... Um, like now, yeah, because the, they redid a bunch, like House of Haunted Hills, a whole bunch of like remakes that came around during okay, that see, era. I didn't know. Um, the Dark Castle uh, production company put all those out. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and yeah, the, the uh, remake for 13 Ghosts, I still hold in high regard. Um, Zack Snyder's, uh, fuck, I said it earlier, goddamn. Oh, it's Dawn, Dawn of the Dead. Dead. Mm. Dawn of the Dead. Um, and that goes kind of hand in hand with 28 Days Later, though. 28 Days That's Later. That's a great fucking movie. It, it gives you the introduction of the running zombie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was scary as shit the first time I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, just the way it was shot, it seemed so real and gritty and fucking believable. Yeah. 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 And now it's going to be a little he- zombie heavy because Sarah and I just sat. Right. You've been zombie mode. Fucking 20 of them. In it, a you, row. Might be, you might be the real zombie at this point, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bloody brainwash. So we got Train to Busan, mm-hmm. uh, the original 13 Ghosts, or either 13 Ghosts, Dawn of the Dead, and 28 Days Later. So I got just hand in hand in there um the amityville horror mm-hmm. the original i mean both the remake was good too but the original i don't know why and how but for some reason this shit scared me mm. and the amityville horror yeah i mean yeah. it's fucking scary it's in the name <laughs> it's, it's a horror yeah no yeah i mean that was that was i mean it's a classic it's, it's, you don't have to explain that for shit. it's supposedly based on a true story I, yeah, i've yeah, heard yeah, other yeah, conflicting yeah, things yeah. like right, no, it's right, bullshit right. but i'm Episode uh, six of So You Like Horror. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into detail. Okay. All right. Um, not really. Like, we're going to talk about it, but you know, <laughs> I mean, detail means like, so I watched this. No, just keep, just keep plugging and it. Then, um, and then number five would be a series. Okay. Um, Haunting of Hill House. Hmm. I love it. Yeah. I. So I tried to watch the follow up Haunting of Blind Manor. This shit is dry and dumb and boring. I can't do it. But I'm, I'm rewatching uh, Haunting of Hill House because we're going to be doing that next week. And I watched this at night, put my daughter down to bed, Sarah went to work. I was scared to leave my room to go get a snack. It's best fucking dieting tip ever. Watch that fucking show and then you won't go downstairs and make a bowl of cereal. <clears throat> Like, I was hearing weird noises. Like, fuck that. I locked my door. Because my daughter be getting up in the middle of the night, turning lights on and shit. Like, you fucking psychopath. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I go, Train to Busan, 13 Ghosts, um, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead, Dead, 28 Days Later, hand Amityville hand, Horror. Amityville, and then a Haunting, of Hill, a Haunting of Hill House. Copy that. Like, um, it made me, uh, there's something that you said that made me, oh, uh, when you were talking about the, the like, this one was worse, like the, the, the second one, the, the, the fifth, the fifth one, the uh, uh, haunting of Bly Manor. Manor. Yeah, the, the, you watched the second one; it was trash. We didn't finish. I think it was nine episodes. <laughs> the way you described it, the way you described <laughs> so, it, reminded me of Family Guy when he was like, uh, "You ever been to a musical? It's like a movie, <laughs> but longer and more expensive and dumber and worse." <laughs> 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 I think, or maybe that was a maybe that's American Dad. I can't remember. It was good. <laughs> Um, all right, and then our last one uh, is from Sean W. He says, spoilers for Boba Fett episode six. Now he's at 99, 98, 97. Uh, hi, NRR crew. After the Mandalorian season two finale, I wrote to you rhetorically and asked, Ahsoka definitely has to meet Anakin's kids at some point, right? I'll be honest, I was expecting to be in a comic or novel or something, maybe in a show years down the line when Disney finally bit the bullet and recast the original trilogy characters. I was not expecting it to happen with Gollum Luke a year, a year later. Um, it was a whatever scene, cute, but inconsequential. Dude, talk about it. 
Um, my wife and I had more fun acting out their parts after Ahsoka left. Okay, Luke, I'm going to peace out. Oh, you're leaving? I thought maybe you could tell me about my mom. <laughs> nope. Gotta go. Okay. Okay. Real quick. Could you maybe tell me her name? <laughs> also, I want to beat my head against the wall over Luke's teachings that Jedi don't have attachments. Shit. When like a week earlier, he redeemed his own fucking father with the power of love. But that's a rant for another day. Dude, talk about it. <laughs> you know, like that's the fucking problem with this thing is that like it's trying. It's the the problem with the, with episode nine, the Mandalorian, um, uh, Book of Boba Fett, Bad Batch to a lesser extent, but Bad Batch as well, is all of them are trying to be what they think Star Wars fans want. And they're nailing it for the fucking 40-year-old that is a bozo. And I'm sorry if I don't if you love it, you're, you're a little bit of a bozo, but I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean you're a whole bozo. You could be part bozo, half bozo. Um, you, could be a zo. <clears throat> you could just be the zo. zo. <laughs> um, or you're maybe some girl's beau. <laughs> but, you know, but uh, it's just like... It's just thoughtless, soulless, heartless trash. Um, and I hate I hate to see it. I hate to see it. And, and he's 100% right. All the interesting things that they can explore, it's like they're just choosing not to, you know? And, and the natural thing of, like, wanting to hear Luke hear his mother's name spoken. Nope. Wow. Nope. Why? Why bother? Did you know Yoda can dance? <laughs> Cue the music. That's a merch to sell, man. You know, it's just awful. Um, like, like you said, it's it's heart is soulless. Yeah, it's like just just trying to sell. I do have to close on somewhat of a of a, of a negative note. Uh, I just want to say, rest in peace to Nightwing and him. Uh, this gentleman was in the ROC collector group, like the the group chat, like the the, the when they go on the video, he was always in the mm-hmm. when they go live, he was like in the chat all the time. Gotcha. He was like a staple of the chat. I think they called him Night Chat. Chat winging him, I think is what they called him. It's like a, um, a <clears throat> but he passed away unfortunately, and uh, thoughts and prayers to him and his family and loved ones and and in the chat. Uh, and then lastly, uh, it, a community member has reached out to me. It doesn't matter uh, the name; just what matters is the cause. Um, with a uh, his niece, I believe, is two years old and suffering from brain cancer, and they are trying to raise some money. Um, the link to the GoFundMe is the very first link in the description. So check your couch cushion, see if you got anything. And if you do, send it to a kid that's faced more challenges than you probably have in your whole fucking life. Um, and with that being said, I'm glad that you guys, I really enjoyed the Joe Rogan conversation. conversation. I, I, it wouldn't have been the same with Joe and Chris. And, Obviously. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and But I do, I do appreciate it because... Uh, it's good. It's good to have. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for both coming now. It's been too long, especially for you. Yeah. I got to get over more. Yeah. You got to, you got to get back to the real, the real, the real. I'm working on it. Day I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, and with that, shout out to Chris and Joe, who unfortunately couldn't make it today. Uh, and shout out to the rest of the cool table. If you listen to this podcast and have a podcast or don't have a podcast, as far as I'm concerned, you're part of the cool table and shout out to everybody else. Shout out to Dante for continuing to hold down our Facebook. We appreciate you. Uh, Phil on our notes and on Twitter, uh, Ricky Tiki Timber making the little promotional videos that we were using every week that are good fun. And, uh, Raul on Instagram. And I think that's it. If anybody else helps behind the scenes, you know, my heart is with you. And with that, wax buttholes. Hey, shave your balls. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded more like a request. (laughs) Tight dick player.